Hi, this is Billy Garcia from Survivor Cook Islands, and I'd like to wish the Oz Network a very happy 1,000th episode, an incredible milestone, and I'm so happy to have been a part of it. Uh, my favorite memory is hosting the Ghost Island episode recaps, and the best of which I think was the final episode, which uh, I got to uh, do it with Mitch Olsen from Survivor Australian Outback. It was an incredible episode, a lot of crazy stuff happened, and Mitch and I had great chemistry. I love you, Mitch, and I love you, Ben. Happy 1,000th episode. Wow, 1,000 episodes? I, oh, that's amazing. That's really spectacular. I, I mean, I've only been on once. Out of all thousand episodes, you used to tell me how much you liked having me on the show. What is that? What is that taste? Oh yeah, it's hypocrisy. Yeah, honestly, that is very cool. Congratulations, and uh, you know, maybe I can come on again sometime. Maybe I don't know. Do I have to send you lobsters? Is that what it takes? Probably not. Ah, congratulations anyway. Matt Dyson here from Australian Survivor. And just wanted to congratulate the Oz Network, 1,000 episodes. Fantastic work from Ben and all the crew. I know how much time it takes, and uh, you've done some absolute incredible content, some great interviews, recaps. And my favourite, of course, is the first boot episode where we had Des Quilty, Joan Caballero, and myself. Absolute loose episode. Love your work, guys. Congratulations. Hello, everybody. Uh, this is Noah former co-host of the Oz Network, just here to wish a very happy 1,000 episodes to the Oz Network. Can you believe that we've made it 1,000 episodes without being cancelled? Uh, because I certainly cannot. Uh, let's hope we can get at least 100 more before that looming cancellation comes. Uh, but... Congratulations to 1,000 episodes. Uh, my personal favourite episode, if you can get to it, is uh, the Lost Season 3 finale, I think, uh, where me sitting in my little tiny house here uh, seems to be invaded by a horde of cats who are very excited. So if you can get around to listening to that, you can see a very funny moment of that incident. Anyway, congrats on the 1,000th, and I look forward to coming back on soon to finish those lost episodes, or something like that, anyway. Hi everyone, this is Nick from the Oz Network. I want to wish the Oz Network a happy 1,000th episode. It's been an awesome and a pleasure to be a part of this. Um, if there's one memory that I really remember from my time here, it's uh, going up to the Survivor New Zealand premiere, getting to meet Matt the man Chisholm um, in person, shake his hand, and none of that would have happened if it wasn't for the Oz Network. So I'm really thankful for that opportunity and uh, all the best for the future. <laughs> You're listening to the Oz Network's 1000th episode spectacular, only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network coming to you today for episode 1000. They said we wouldn't last. They said we'd be cancelled. They said get stuff, Ben, Colin, Noah, Nick, everyone else. You suck. We don't listen to you, but screw you all we're here for episode 1000 what a way to start the episode by basically telling people to get screwed uh we are very excited to toot our own horns today for the next couple of hours by celebrating what we've done whether you like them or not because 
I'm the host and you know it's going to turn into a vanity project at some point and here we are right now doing that. My name is Ben and if you didn't know that now after the first 999 episodes and I don't know who the fuck you've been listening to. And my name is Colin and I'm willing to bet good money that we do not make it to 2000. Well, I'm going to play this clip in a thousand more episodes time because we're, we're, we've got a lot of episodes we're doing, Colin. I, I don't know. Um, oh, you're right. I think we just hit 2,000 in banked recordings this past week. We've got about 20 in the pan right now that we've done. Um, what are you talking about? Uh, very excited to be here today to, to celebrate this in all seriousness. Uh, this is a pretty exciting time because I will say for people who have been with us from our very, very beginning, 10 years ago, and we're going to be celebrating that later this year. Don't worry. We're going to turn our home later on then uh we never made a thousand episodes of survivor oz i thought we did i thought we would have done more episodes of survivor oz than we did the oz network i did the math colin and for me that's hard i don't do math so it took me a while uh 941 episodes we did a survivor oz so we've well eclipsed oh. that and here we are celebrating 1000 of the oz network can you believe that we're here colin four years after we started this little venture after we got sick of talking about Survivor for about six years, here we are talking about other things, but we've made it. We've made it to the big one triple zero. Uh, I don't know if I expected us to get to a thousand episodes or four years first. I definitely didn't expect them to come at the same time. Uh, I think when we first conceived of this, the crazy thing is uh, we had all these plans. We're going to do this and we're going to do this. And we're going to do this and we're going to do this. And we've probably checked off, I don't know, 20% of what we've done. But the idea was, you know, nobody's going to have all that time to get that. But it will take us years to do that. And in four years, <laughs> we've already done more than we expected to. So congratulations to us. Vanity project for all of us. Indeed, indeed. If, I just want to point out that you said four years first or or a thousand episodes. We're, we're here at basically the same time because basically really the time of recording and releasing this, it's pretty much the four-year anniversary of, of our show, yeah. which means that we are averaging about 4.9 episodes a week. Um, how is that possible? Uh, I don't even know. When, remember when we stopped doing Survivor? Because Survivor Oz, it was like, oh, God, we're doing like five episodes a week. We're doing an Ozzlet episode, an interview, an exit interview, a recap, all this kind of stuff. And we were like, fuck, this is too much. And here we are. I think we're doing more than we did on Survivor Oz. Yeah. To do this all in four years is insane. It also helps, though, to have many different co-hosts because, you know, obviously we each have our, our own projects on the side. You know, we do... Uh, at least one a week together, but then you add up the little things like interviews here and there. Uh, Rossi's got some things that he records Rocky. on his own. Rocky, Rocky's got things he records on his own. Uh, Nick's done just looking through some of our early episodes before we started here. I, I completely forgot. Nick did an entire season of uh, new Zealand survivor pretty much by himself. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, all those things add up. So I think if it was just us, we might've been at half of that by now. And even that would still be crazy. But uh, everybody combined somehow got us here to 1,000, including Joey Slotnick. So yes. uh, maybe, I don't know, can, can Joey Slotnick get a shout-out as the father of the Oz Network? <laughs> Deserves a shout-out. Joey Slotnick, you star. Um, I still remember that interview request, actually, when, when we kind of uh, put that idea in. I think we'd just done Twister, and we were, at that mm -hmm. point, planning Blast from the Past. And I happened to have found some sort of contact message him. I remember actually I was flying to Melbourne. I remember getting off the plane, turning my phone on, getting on the bus into the city 
and checking my email and I'd got a response pretty quickly. And I remember saying, oh my God, Joey Slotnick said yes. <laughs> um, so we, we were pretty excited. A lot's changed since we've started though too. I mean, you've had like 500 oh, yeah. kids. I've been engaged and married about eight <laughs> times and lived in about 17 different countries. So, um, you know, we're, we've developed as as people, you know, we've had one co-host as well as ventured to another country, turned slightly racist and still can't get a date, which is good for him. Um, I think the rest of our co-hosts have just remained in the same place really, haven't they? So, you know, no, no change for them. But do you do you remember us talking about this idea and kind of oh, yeah. how it it came up for this? Because I, I've got some, some memories around it. I'd love to hear your memories around this, I guess, concept that we decided to go from a show all about Survivor to a show all about different shows. Yeah, we had sort of, uh, between me, you, Noah, and Nick, we'd all sort of talked about it just in different groupings for quite a while. Uh, and it, I think it was, I don't know if it was Nick that took she, the initiative or Nick just sort of said, hey, let's bring everybody together into one group. But I do remember it was Nick who just created a group one day, which by the time we launched the show, we basically had no need for that group anymore. Uh, it was just, okay, let's throw around some ideas. Here's some things that we want. Like I mentioned, here's the, here's the 1,000 episodes that we're somehow going to get to, which we laughed at at the time. No way we're going to get to all that. Uh, and, uh, the, the early days of planning, it took quite a while before we eventually got there. I do remember that. Um, you know, I, I think when we touch on some of our early episodes, I have some memories of episodes that never happened that, uh, we came close to doing as well. But I mean, this thing, I think almost launched like in the new year of 2017. And then just through various things, just trying to get the right, uh, recordings, the right projects lined up at the right time. Uh, and yeah, between all four of us, a lot of brainstorming and then eventually, you know, one fateful day in March 2017, uh, we crossed a line that um, probably shouldn't have been crossed. And uh, believe it or not, Noah was not involved in that episode. He would choose other lines to not cross. Yeah, the good old days of when Noah just uh, wasn't as bad as he was today and we banned him basically from, from being... I know we just heard from him in the beginning of this uh, this episode, but uh, I, I, I vividly remember I'd, I'd gone to New Zealand. I was staying with Nick. I sort of was spending about 10 days with him and we'd done a lot of travelling around the, the North Island where he lives and kind of gone for some road trips. And we just got talking one of these road trips one day about uh, a podcast that he listen to and kind of that he sort of was interested in kind of bringing back what we had done because I guess we were sort of on hiatus or really survivors had basically all but ended I think you know I'd sort of pulled the pin on it uh, I think uh, you know a bunch of you guys are still sort of loosely continuing it on but uh, I sort of I felt a bit irresponsible that I wasn't contributing and I didn't want you guys to, I guess, have a whole bunch of things that you were doing. Cause at that point it was a lot less collaborative than we are now in terms of it was kind of I guess my show in a, in a point that I was do doing a lot of the lifting and sort of getting a lot of great help from you guys, but I felt more of a responsibility back then and didn't feel, uh, you know, okay with you guys doing a bunch of shit. Now I don't give a fuck. You guys can do all the work. It's great. <laughs> uh, I can have a couple of days off every now and then, but, um, and talking to Nick about this and sort of really getting excited about this prospect of doing a show where we would cover different movies and TV shows and, for example, in that card, Nick and I got talking about Nip Tuck, and that's kind of how that idea was born. Uh, I think Noah had long always talked about wanting to do a Lost podcast, so that kind of idea came from there. I did everything in my powers to find someone to talk about Third Watch with me because I just <laughs> like I knew it had never been done; it would never get done, and I was very tempted to just spin the Third Watch one off as a completely separate one to kind of create a different thing altogether. So it kind of came from there, and I think that was at the end of 2016, and 
kind of there were things happening in my personal life that kind of I had to get in order and then eventually yeah as you said sort of at the beginning of 2017 it was kind of let's get the let's get the squad together uh and you know going back to that collaborative approach it was always sort of a thing where it was it was far removed from a little stupid show about Survivor that I just happened to start up, you know, a few years beforehand. This is more of, okay, let's all get together and let's all have this together. So it was yourself, me, uh, Noah and Nick, obviously, at the beginning, who the four OGs, essentially, I always like to say. And all jokes aside, we know Noah and Nick don't obviously appear a lot more on this show. Uh, We've all got lives, apparently, except for you and I. Um, (laughs) And (laughs) it obviously makes it tricky. So that's kind of... The, the background of where we, we came from, because I know a lot of people probably still do listen to us from the Survivor Oz days, at least like Chris Dixon. Um, <laughs> I don't know if a Lad Undercover listened to us back. I think Lad Undercover did listen to us back in the day. I, I swear that name that they've been around for quite some time. Um, so, yeah, and that's that's where we are today, because I think a lot of people maybe are thinking 1,000 episodes, that includes Survivor Oz. Well, no, to clear that up, as no. I just said before, it doesn't. This is 1,000 episodes purely of the Oz Network. We're at 1,941 episodes, basically, of uh, both of our shows. So... And that, that will be a separate anniversary. Uh, we, we are 10 years old this year, essentially, as a combined podcast. So later this year, we'll look at that. But uh, yeah, and the rest is history, Colin. We started, yeah. we're here. Our first ever episode was the sixth day. Or was it? We did do another episode that has never aired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, like, before, are we going to talk about that right now? Or are do you going to say that for later? Talk about right now. Because I, no, I, right. I want to I get to this because I think we've got a bit of a surprise for people today about this. <laughs> So um, before we even get there, uh, the original first plan when we were thinking about when we were going to potentially launch this uh, was uh, we, we looked at as far as movies and what things would um, be coming out in the, the coming months in 2017. And the, I think the, the Logan movie and the X-Men Apocalypse movie were both coming out that year. And uh, I'm pretty sure we had the plan. We were going to record the X-Men movies first and the, the Wolverine movies. Uh, so that was supposed to be our first series. And then it, just one of these things where you miss one week and you're like, you know what, we're going to miss the deadline. Let's hold off. And uh, we had no idea what our first episode was going to be so much so that when I was going back and reading the post for our six day episode, I'm like, this reads like it's not the first episode. Like, Hey, we're glad to bring you this week's episode and not like, here's our debut episode. Uh, Cause we had recorded uh, something that we're going to be getting to very shortly, which is 24. Now, during that initial discussion of here's all the things we're going to cover and then working out the math on who has a thousand episodes in them. I certainly don't. (laughs) And 24 alone would be 200, you know, whatever. And how many years Uh, we sort of said, okay, let's, let's try to see what would work if we recorded just one season at a time. So let's go through a season one episode. And then the next week we put out a season two episode. And that was the initial recording. And, uh, I mean, I don't think I've ever reheard it, but I do remember it sort of ended and we were like, okay, <laughs> well, <I laughs> maybe, was, maybe not. I don't think we ever completely sold on it, were we? Because, yeah, it sort of covered the first season. Um, we're going to hear a clip from that now. And it's so ironic listening to this because the clip we're going to hear, uh, as you'll hear me say, well, I think it was you say, who basically, as you kind of just implied there, like we don't think we've got the energy or the time to, to do the entire bloody series. And the reason we're really at a thousand episodes is a lot of that comes down to the fact that we covered every episode of third watch, every episode of nip tuck and we're, you know, more than well, more than halfway through loss. So, I mean, that's, you know, nearly 400 episodes, 500 episodes alone right there. Then you add 
all the survivor recaps that we kept doing and some of the other things as well because i'll get to some stats and it's actually quite interesting to look at the discrepancy between our movie and tv episodes but yeah in this episode you're going to hear kind of you mentioned like oh you know there's no way we'd ever do every single episode um which again is kind of ironic considering what we're about to start in a couple of months so we're gonna play right now this is this has never been aired never been heard before this is the official start of the oz network from the very beginning this is what we actually recorded in our unaired pilot take a listen to this welcome everybody to the oz network the tv arm of the new podcast where we talk about things to do with funnily enough tv my name is ben and we are very excited to bring you our very first episode looking back on the history or at least the first season of the tv show 24 it's very exciting to be able to bring this to you and we really don't know how this is going to turn out so please bear with us as we go along with this as i just mentioned my name is ben and damn it and my name's Colin, and the following intro took place between 9.46 and 9.47 p.m. Central Standard Time. <laughs> I was going to go with the following took place on the day of the California presidential primary, but, um, you know, I just decided to go with the most obvious one outside of that. Long past that. Yes, yes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, 24, season one, uh, going right back. We we thought, well, we could do a episode-by-episode episode retrospective. That would be fun. We would have plenty to talk about. But we also do have other things to do and maybe don't have the time to cover all of those so we thought hey let's get season one box it all together and try and cover it in a certain amount of time it's so fascinating to hear that oh we're not doing the last thing oh sorry comedic geniuses it's so funny um it's so interesting to hear that because you mentioned that you don't think you've ever heard it i don't think i'd listened to it for four years um and you know it's it still sounds crap like we do today so i guess nothing much has changed (laughs) The my name is thing is still there, um, which we stole from Double R Seven, which I think in turn we stole from Survivor historians. Uh, so, <laughs> just I think, like I'm pretty sure they do it for some reason. I, I used to listen to that show a long time ago. And shout out to Mario. I'm sorry if I did steal that. You can sue us. We've got no money. Waiting for Tom Cruise to uh, <laughs> sue us still. Um, but yeah, it's 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 fascinating. And the whole episode, of course, talking about the whole season. And where we've alluded to it, we're, we're going to announce it more in this episode. We are legitimately about to start. Every every single episode of 24, which I'm glad we are though. Like, I mean, that, that episode was fine talking about the first season in general. Other podcasts have kind of done that, but there's something more about it when you do go over every single episode that I feel gets entertaining. Falling in love with certain mm-hmm. characters, for example, which I don't yeah. think we even mentioned a certain character that we're going to fall in love with in that <laughs> season one episode. Um, so, I mean, do you remember recording that and having any feelings or kind of thoughts about how that episode had, had turned out or how you think that was going to go moving forward? Yeah, you know, I remember uh, I remember recording it. I remember... Uh, not re-watching the season, but re-watching a lot of like the oh, series and summary things. It, it, it's still fairly fresh in my mind. Like I didn't have to do a refresher on season one of 24, but you wanted to make sure that you covered all the bases and just having the Wikipedia pages open. <laughs> uh, you bring something up. I'm like, wait, wait, did that happen? And I think that was one of the things that deterred more than anything else. Like, do we want to cover this having not freshly watched it? Or do we want to come into this fresh and also just the idea that people could watch along with us, which would be the other fun thing. Uh, I'm still not completely opposed to the idea of doing season recaps. In fact, there's some other projects that have come up uh, over the years. Uh, one that, you know, Rossi, Rocky, sorry, Rocky and I uh, 
actually did more unaired episodes. There were a couple of episodes that Rocky and I recorded uh, with Jamie that uh, never aired. We, we uh, at one point, we're going to start uh, Parks and Recreation from the beginning. And we recorded the first two episodes. And ultimately, we didn't end up going through with it because Jamie decided this is too much work. <laughs> Sounds kind of um, unsurprising there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I remember Rocky even uh, saying to me, you know, well, why don't we just do a full season thing? And I'm like, you know, what? we tried that when we first launched this. And it, it was OK, but it didn't quite work. But some things coming up, I might be open to doing that in the future. But if it's something that we really are passionate about, we really want to cover, I do think that it needs to be that week by week thing. I think the thing that I've really enjoyed about this version of our show and our history is that it's kind of so open-ended that, you know, I'm sure a lot of podcasts obviously have a much more stricter structure. And obviously some of the shows that you and I do and that I'm involved in, we, we definitely have a very strict structure. For example, Australian Survivor Archives, where we're one episode a week podcast, we'll release a couple when sort of we've got multiple interviews and sort of covering things very quickly. And 007, we generally stick to one a month. Obviously, it's a bit different at the moment off the podium. It's kind of, you know, once a week when we have them. But we, we kind of just a free ball in here. We're just, you know, generally a, a movie recap is a Thursday. Uh, you know, back when we were sort of doing regular TV shows, it was sort of Mondays were, I think, Third Watch, Tuesday, Nip Tuck, Wednesday, Lost, kind of things like that would have that structure. But often is the case if we're doing a movie review, we just drop it when we do it, you know, and, and then if you're doing a Total Drama Island, you'd have it certain ones, but then you just kind of drop it. We've got an interview, we'll just drop it on a certain day. And from our perspective, we, we like doing that because, you know, you can have a week where barely, we're basically an episode a week minimum, but you know, they will have a week where you might have five different podcasts and probably realize for you, the listener right now, you're probably like, fuck you guys. I can't keep up. Like I can't listen to five, three hour episodes a, a single week. Um, as if anybody out there is that desperate to listen to us five days a week. <laughs> I listen to us, Colin. Um, <laughs> I take pride in my work. Um, Chris Dixon does. Chris Dixon, lad undercover. <laughs> I'm sure Rat, remember Rat back in the day of Survivor Oz? Noah when he's drunk. Exactly. Um, but it's kind of that that free... And, like, we, you know, we, I guess our, our main goal that we do every year, our main structure and schedule is these are the months we're doing for movies. We, we you know, we aim to do four a month and we generally relate that around, of course, a, a blockbuster that's coming out or something fun. We have themes every year, such as bad movie month, anniversary month, things like that. But then when it comes to other ones, it's again, it's, it's quite relaxed. So, obviously, we've mm. still continued to cover Survivor mainly over the years. Um, you know, as I said, movie reviews and then interviews and things like that. And the TV recaps, which, as you said, I, I, I think it works so well when we can kind of do them episode by episode. I mean, I can sit here proudly, even though I've wasted however many hours of my life covering a show that no one ever watched, third <laughs> watch, and then a show that everyone forgot about was good Nip Tuck. And, you know, we're the only podcast in the history of podcasts that have ever covered those shows from start to finish. We've had the pleasure of speaking to, to many guests from those um, from those shows and really sort of brought it out there. And at the end of the day, it's, it's not that we do it to get listeners and kind of, you know, I mean, it's nice to get listeners, I'm not saying, but you know, it's selfishly a bit of a passion project for someone like myself to kind yeah. of have that ability. But, you know, the, the positive and plus side of that is that we get a lot of comments from fans. I mean, probably the most viewed article on our website is the Nip Tuck ranking of all the episodes. And we still get comments on Reddit and thing about that. Uh, and random things will pop through from third watch. We obviously did the 20th anniversary. No one ever did anything about that. So things like that, which turn out to be quite good. So, 
Um, it's, it's definitely a fun project to be able to do that. There, there's no denying there's a bit of selfishness from yourself, my, me, Nick, Noah, that we're doing these things really that we love, but we've got some, you know, things coming up, which maybe make us listen to you a little bit more than listener folks, uh, that maybe we care about what you think <laughs> more so than what we just want yes. to cover, right? That's why we did fucking Part, kill Phil awesome. one and two. <laughs> yeah, let's let's not forget we covered Ben's student films. Exactly. Uh, so, <laughs> but I mean that really that's what most podcasts are. Like as far as fan podcasts, they start because somebody says, Hey, I want to do a show on this. It's not because they're like, oh, let's create the greatest content ever. People other people want to hear it and other people listen, then great. Uh, I think one of the, the great things of what, what we've done with this is that we have covered a lot of things. And by the way, I, I didn't even remember this until uh, we were just sort of talking about launching. Uh, but even the name, the Oz Network, I mean, the, the name Oz you had had when you created the Survivor Oz show originally. And we sort of borrowed that when we created Double Oz 7. And we were launching the Oz Network. The idea was being thrown around where you're like, we could call it the Oz Network. And I think it was you who suggested that. Be like, but you know, I don't, it doesn't have to be that. If anybody has a better idea. And it just kept coming up like every couple of days. Does anybody have a better idea than the Oz Network? <laughs> and eventually it's like, all right, let's just call it the Oz Network. But uh, it was envisioned as a network. So you could have different content on different days, like you mentioned. And then yeah. uh, every once in a while, just surprise episodes. You know, you, you need to make sure not to be dropping you know, two, three episodes a day because somebody won't be able to find it. But, but being able to have regular schedules too. Uh, where, which we're obviously going to be getting back into more content of that. Uh, I think that's great because we have people who listened to Third Watch and probably never listened to anything of Nip Tuck. And then we've yeah. got people who listen to Total Drama Island who never listen to anything else we cover. And some of our movie recaps, we'll get Renee Russo lover who <laughs> suddenly tunes into our show because we do a, a whole month dedicated to Renee Russo. You know, I think that's the great thing about it is that it's, it's not just the Oz network and the listeners of the Oz network. It, you got listeners of each little branch and each little show we do. And just on our history of survivor, uh, still to this day, whenever we do survivor episodes, they are easily our most listened to episode. We, we clearly have, I think a lot of subscribers who, who have retained their subscription, uh, who follow our social media back from the Survivor days, who probably just like the page and kind of, ignore you know, we all like and follow things on social media that we always look at. Oh, I really should unfollow that. But every now and then they'll drop something that you're really interested in. And our Survivor episodes always spike. Uh, we, we did the Survivor Marquesas reunion last year, which just kind of happened by fluke. That was not even planned. It just, John sort of set us up with that. I was like, hey, like, this is what we're doing. Would you like to, you know, record this and have a go? Absolutely, you know. So things like that. And, you know, our roots are always Survivor. We would never be here right now if it wasn't for Survivor. Colin and I met through Survivor and everybody else on the show essentially met because of Survivor. And we're very proud and honored to be part of that survivor community. We just sort of wanted to expand that. And I, I think that's something too to clear up is that, you know, maybe people think that after everything that sort of was happening with survivor roles and kind of everything along those lines, sort of transitioning and almost to a, to a new show essentially was to escape that. And, and that's never been the case. We, we could not be more proud of our roots of survivor and just the amazing times that we had with survivor Oz. And it's, it's funny, I've been doing a lot of sort of catching up on a lot of this survivor Oz days. And it's interesting, all the things you forget. And as I was saying before about how much content we were putting out and then in looking at some of the episodes, I, I legitimately forget half those episodes that we did back of Survivor Oz and kind of the content we were putting out. So I have nothing but fond memories of those days. Obviously, that's a, a later episode for this year to celebrate a little bit more of that. But, uh, you know, when we've covered Survivor still, we're, we're proud that we're still able to do it. We've still got some loyal listeners who have 
joined in across the years and have stuck with us throughout that. And uh, we just took this opportunity to talk a, a little bit more about other non-survivor things. Because let's be honest, Colin, I think, I don't know about you, but like I remember when we started Double Oz 7, which is a great show, by the way. People should listen to it, which was really our first ever spinoff. And you talk about that Oz name and that kind of did incorporate into pretty much every spinoff we had. Obviously, your Oz Vision, Double Oz 7, you know, we kind of kept that going along the way. Oz off the podium. <laughs> yeah, I, I, but honestly, I think even when we started off the podium, we did come up with some names. I think off- they had... Well, it, off the we? podium as well. At one point, I think when you pitched doing even off the podium, uh, your pitch was, hey, we could do this just as a mini series on the Survivor show. And then we sort mm. of realized, me, you and Jared, no, no, we, this could sort of be its own show. So, yeah, at yeah. one point, that was even part of the family. And that happened with 007 too, because, you know, back in the Survivor Oz days, we would constantly talk about doing episodes. We did a Star Wars episode when The Force Awakens came out. You know, we, we had this desire to talk about it. I think we were a little bit scared to talk about Star Wars back in the day. And what did we end up doing? 50-odd hours on this show. So, um, you know, a lot of that came from that desire back then. And 007, it really, I think when we started doing that show, because that sort of, began near the end of Survivor Oz. It, it did sort of light a bit more of that passion that maybe was waning slightly, kind of just with some of that Survivor Oz coverage back in the day. And it was it was fun. It was unique. It was different. Talking about something that, you know, we hadn't been talking about for a while and everything along those lines. So this is a very long-winded way of me saying there's a whole mix of passions and excitement that came from, from this. And anyone who does podcasting will know that you get addicted quite easily to doing these things when you going back to that point I said about doing things a bit selfishly for things that you love and any excuse to be able to talk about them because your wife and your fiance at the time, whoever I was at that month, I can't remember. They, they get sick of hearing you talk about it all the time. (laughs) And you can't even twist their arm into getting them to listen to the show. That's the other problem. (laughs) That's it. Like, I mean, God, you think like I'm, I'm down pat now with having somebody different every week. You think I'd find someone who actually listens, right? Um, I can't even get Mallory to come on the bloody show anymore. It's always like a, bloody effort um of course that was our unaired pilot that we had our very first episode we ever did our official first episode that everyone back home or not home you could be out i don't know why you're at home listening it's not a requirement that you have to be home to listen to the oz network um some people are homeless they can't listen to the oz network but i'm sure they do if they've got like speakers or something i don't know um where am i going with this our very first episode was the sixth day uh that it was the movie we didn't wait to the sixth day ben stop over explaining things and get to what you're saying first ahead on the third uh the the third of june is that right i thought it was march six of june it was march yeah march the sixth right because this is this weird bloody date format you do in this part of the world that's right six of march thank you um which was a lot of fun and uh, i want to play the introduction of that episode for everyone right now so uh be warned there's a bit of swearing i say fuck in this which if you're offended by me saying fuck don't listen to this bit right now you're listening to the oz movies podcast only on the oz network hello everybody and welcome once again to the oz network as you are tuned into the film arm of the oz network not the actual arm because we don't have an arm of the podcast it's a section where we talk about films funnily enough and today we are very excited to be talking to you about a guilty pleasure section of our podcast as we bring you a recap our thoughts and everything else in between on the 2000 film the sixth day starring arnold arnold schwarzenegger 
and apparently that is my worst ever <laughs> version of an Arnold Schwarzenegger impersonation. Uh, the movie that absolutely bombed at the box office, the movie that was nominated for countless Razzies, and the movie that I actually quite like, which is not unusual if you know anything about my opinions. And if you're wondering who the hell I am, my name is Ben, and I hope by the end of this podcast I can clone myself so I can go fuck myself. <laughs> and I'm Simpal Colin. Would you like to play with me? <laughs> you know, the funniest thing is, is that in doing this episode right now, I'm staring at a screen <laughs> of Simpal Cindy. Uh, Colin has his username picture as a picture of her, just the look on her face. She looks like she's about to stab me, like, through the screen. <laughs> she's got this scary look. Um, oh, I could have so much to talk on Simpal. I I remember Simpal Cindy Colin. Uh, I don't know yes. how much you you <laughs> you remember that, but uh, that was a fun episode to start with, and I think that really started our trend because I believe I talked a lot about how Arnold Schwarzenegger was actually the villain in that movie, and the villain in that movie wasn't technically yeah. bad, and that's kind of been a bit of a trope of ours that we generally defend the villains in movies and TV shows. Yeah, you know what my. My memories of the sixth day is uh, when we were throwing around all those ideas in the months leading up to launching, it was a lot of, we'll cover this series, we'll cover this series. And sort of what you and I had talked about before the group of us came together to discuss this was we had all these little guilty pleasure movies that we loved that we wanted to be able to just do an episode on the sixth day or blast from the past or uh, lost in space, one that we've still never got around to. Uh, and we sort of just pitched the idea of, you know, maybe we could have a weekly um episode on guilty pleasure and you even introduced that episode by saying this is from our guilty pleasures which again you listen to that clip closely it sounds like we already were supposed to have launched because i don't yeah. think we were determined this would let's bank some episodes and put this out whenever and this just happened to be let's just release it as the first one because we didn't say um, that this is our first episode we're like literally like no. the, the latest episode yeah I, like i listening to that i too was a little bit why are we implying that we've been around for like <laughs> 10 this should be you know like yay first episode woo! Yeah. and that's just like hey welcome back we're here but, you know, just picking a random movie uh, also, I think, uh, was important as well for how we would get this because we didn't have a format. Um, obviously, yourself, um, yourself, myself and Noah's self, uh, <laughs> our three selves were uh, the hosts of 007, still are, they know occasionally. Uh, <laughs> Nick Nick actually was one of our listeners <laughs> of 007. Oh, remember when we had <laughs> listeners of 007? Those are the good days. What happened oh, to Breen Groves? That, you know, all the listeners of 007 are going to come back uh, yeah. now that we're plugging it on here. And they can sign up for the Patreon over at 007. But, <laughs> but don't spend all money. your money on that Patreon because there might be another <laughs> Patreon that you can also spend your money on. We might hear about that later. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, when we sort of formed the uh, the, the early discussions, uh, Noah, uh, Noah, myself, and you who had hosted 007 and Nick who had listened to it sort of all said, you know, the format that's used for 007 I think would work for this. But – we didn't just want to duplicate the show. I mean, we want to come up with ways that were different, but when we went into recording the sixth day, it was just let's pretend this is a double R seven episode just without Noah. And uh, you sort of discover certain things uh, as you go through it. Like for example, the, the whole villain thing. Well, the villain's not really the villain and that's not really something we ever got into on double R seven. So it was just sort of like by fluke that we stumbled across something that sort of became a trend in the show. Uh, other than that, I think all the episodes that we did following that were probably more memorable overall. But I think it was it was just the right movie to start because if we had started with something that was 
a more serious movie, it wouldn't have necessarily, it probably would have ended up in the, the 24 season one recap category. Like we said, like, you know, or something like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But picking a movie that everybody thinks is garbage. And I honestly don't know if we could have done this, even if we had picked Spider-Man as our first movie. I mean, I think we had to pick something that was so silly. And why are we covering this? Why are we talking about this? And look at all the ridiculous stuff in this movie, but we still love it. Great, great movie. God, we should do a redux of that. But uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting you mentioned that sort of 007 format because it really has kind of stayed true. We haven't really sort of swayed too much. And the only real difference is, is obviously in 007, we have a little bit more of the segments at the end of the the episode. But uh, we, we sort of, you know, we have segments, but we don't play silly little introductions and things like that. Which also too the whole buy it, rent it, bin it thing. I, I know we kind yeah. of wanted to have a, I guess, a, a staple way of, <laughs> of rating the movies. And I think at the beginning, wasn't it meant to be like on the shelf, off the shelf yeah. in the bin? Like, I think that was our 24 episode. We had the on the shelf, off the shelf in the bin. Yeah. Yeah. And then it kind of turned into that, which um, I mean, we're stuck with, obviously that's what we've done the, the whole way through, which I mean, I find fun and I'll have some stats around all of that too. But um, it's always interesting kind of hearing how these develop and, and everything on those lines. I will say I've actually, I found, you mentioned the group before we started like a, a group on Facebook, which we used for about a month and then we realized, hey, we can message each other. We don't have to. <laughs> well, actually, I think in fairness, we we said at the time, let's start a group because messengers get annoying. When you're in a group message and maybe yeah. you're not as into it as other people, it does get annoying. Uh, I feel so sorry for Noah and our Eurovision chat. Like, I think he's still in it and he hasn't been on Eurovision, <laughs> no. I think, since 2015. So, Noah, if you're listening to this, just leave the Eurovision chat. It's all right. <laughs> Jared I, and I and, and Alex can handle that. It's it's all good. You are relieved. Um, but it's just interesting reading some of these, like some of our chats talking about, you know, the name and things like that, talking about the TV series that we maybe want to cover and sort of even here talking about like, oh, I don't think covering every single episode will work. Um, so... <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't well, know if, you, if you've sort of gone back and read through that at all. Not in a long time, but but as you mentioned, the covering every single episode. I don't know. I don't know what came first. Uh, whether the episodes that you recorded or you started to do with Third Watch and Nip Tuck, if you started recording those first, or if the four random episodes of Smallville that we did came first, because I think we picked that because we wanted to figure out well, like TV shows are going to be a little bit different to cover than movies, so we picked like let's do four random episodes of Smallville hmm. to cover and we'll sort of figure out what the format's going to be. Um, a- which I think that that was the whole reason behind doing it is that we want to figure out what's different with covering TV shows. Yeah, it's a, it's a good point. I don't actually remember. Um, I want to say, like, I mean, I, I feel Nip Tuck was sort of one of these ones that was kind of from the ground as soon as we started because, I, I, as I said, I remember talking to Nick about that and got very excited about the prospect of covering Nip Tuck. So I feel that was always there. And lost too with, with Noah. Mm-hmm. You know, that was always one there. So I think the third watch one, just as I said, came about because I was desperate to cover it. And, you know, even with third watch being sort of such a, a, a small show that only a very small group of people still even remember, that the fan community is not massive online. So there's like one group on Facebook which kind of has a bit of talking. So I'd actually posted in that, I think, around about when we first, you know, toyed with this idea and no one really... <laughs> replied no one even sort of gave attention to it so, you know, fuck, well that's you know great no one wants a podcast and then i tried again a couple of months ago and i had a couple of nibbles um and then eventually we got brandy and then eventually led to darvel so, so i mean i just leaped that opportunity so maybe as soon as i got that opportunity i'm like okay well let's do nip tuck and loss I, I i honestly can't remember how that all came about um but i i do know going into each of those that that was obviously planned as a an episode by episode, we never did a backdoor. Like, mm-hmm. let's just talk about the entire season. That was purely done on that basis. So 
might have come up. I, I feel, I, I want to say, if I, I had to answer, I, I feel Smallville came after we'd started those. I think Smallville, uh, like, I'm pretty sure that Smallville, we decided just spur of the moment to do it. But I think that the episode, it was like before you had started recording the other ones and we recorded just like, again, a pilot. Uh, my, my favorite memory about those Smallville random recaps, which I think were the first TV ones we put out, um, was that Rossi had messaged me. Now, at this point, Rocky. we had sort of, Rocky, sorry, <laughs> it's so hard. Come on. <laughs> um, but uh when we first launched, the idea was we want to keep this group small, but we are going to need, if we're going to cover this much stuff, we're going to need some extra people on the side. Like you said, you're going to need somebody to do third watch with you. Uh, if we're going to do Survivor, we're going to need a few people. We didn't want it to be too big. And we just sort of said, okay, put some feelers out there if anybody's interested in doing this. And I had done a lot of recording with uh, both Rocky and Jared and uh, Kristen uh, over on uh, Survivor Oz. And I remember messaging Rocky <laughs> uh, before we launched and said, hey, Inc not just sort of a loose thing. Hey, if you're ever interested, we're looking for some people to maybe do some projects with. And he never responded to me. And the next time I think Rocky messaged me was after we did the Smallville random recap. And he messaged me saying, whose stupid idea was it to do a random episode of a random TV show? And I said, that was mine. It's just so we could work out a format. And then he's like, I think it's a terrible idea. And lo and behold, Rossi debuted on the Oz Network by coming to me saying, can we do a couple of random episodes? And that basically became our thing, our side project, where every single week we would just pick, I'm going to pick this one, you're going to pick this one. No format, no one episode, just pick whatever you want week by week. And that kind of fell by the wayside a little bit, that random one. But um, no, When Total Drama Island started, yeah. Uh, once we found a project we were going to cover every single week. But it's, it's something that I always would love to go back to and we still kind of throw ideas around. We can cover this. We've got some uh, snippets of some uh, exciting interviews to come up. We wanted to, uh, I guess, celebrate the occasion by bringing on some big guests and rather than just one or two, we thought we'd uh, bring on a few. So we'll get to those in just a moment. Just some random stats for you, Colin. I'm a, I'm a man of statistics. I do like statistics and uh, you haven't even... You're, you're a man of statistics and art, as we've I, discovered. Yeah. But You're not reading, passions. not reading. <laughs> um, now you haven't even, I didn't, I sent you a lot of stuff, uh, you know, in the preparation for this, but I did not, I wanted yeah. to keep these secret for you to get some reactions from you. Oh, because this is what I'm afraid of. Now, now I will say that I tallied these up uh, probably, I think I did tally these up basically once we had done our um, Kong Skull Island one. So technically these are different because the way I tally these up and the statistics is I often, you know, for example, we've got, I think like about 15 episodes, more than that, nearly 20 episodes that we have recorded. So, Technically, this might be the 1,020th episode that we've recorded, but in terms of release date, we're kind of going that way. So some of these mm. are a bit skewed because of the episodes that we've recorded. Some we've recorded in the week since. So <laughs> this isn't an exact science. If we do have like a fan boy or girl out there who literally keeps track of everything that we do and they're going to message me, ah, that's incorrect, then there's a reason behind. There's a method to the madness here, people. So um, are you ready for this, Colin? I I'm sure you're oh, excited I'm to this. I'm ready. I just don't want Jamie to listen. <laughs> uh, I'll get to the, the hours in a minute. We've had 204 guests on this show. And when I say on this show, again, that's exclusively Oz Network. Uh, so um, maybe they've transitioned from another show or come across. Uh, we've, we've kind of we've had a few where we've cross-platformed onto a couple of different shows. So 204 guests. Mm. 1,019 episodes we've actually recorded as of the time I took these stats. So there's 19 episodes minimum that we've got to, to bring you in the coming weeks. 275 of those episodes have been movie episodes. 727 <laughs> have been TV. 
obviously there's been a few that have been both. I don't think I've counted that. So that's why obviously the math doesn't work out there to be 1,019. But uh, I mean, that's a big discrepancy, Colin. 727 versus 275. Yeah. Uh, now I'm pretty sure though when we get to hours, we're gonna find that uh, movies might dwarf it. I think that's well, the big difference. One thing I'll say when it comes to the hours, I didn't actually work out the hours versus the TV and movies. I should have done that, but uh, maybe oh. that we'll do it another time. Uh, for the movie episode, so obviously we we different differentiate between the reviews and the recaps a recap is a full like a three-hour episode where we're going over every single aspect of the film a review is like hey we've just seen it at the cinema let's talk about it without spoiling it although sometimes we do spoiler ones so 151 movies we've recapped 112 we have reviewed one we've rev capped which was a combination of both <laughs> yes i tonya uh, great episode that was um four movie interviews which i actually was interested that we'd only done four of our interviews are actually movie based ones purely so that was a bit different uh 594 episodes of tv we have recapped 16 episodes of tv we have reviewed and 93 of our interviews uh, are a tv one so obviously again a discrepancy kind of going there when it comes to the the interviews but uh, I also believe that those guests translate to, say, a survivor recapper, which we don't just mm-hmm. necessarily count as an, an interview as such. Obviously, when we get to some of the other episodes that you've covered, the Amazing Race ones, we've had lots of guests on those to kind of come on. So that's where it's different. If you were to listen to every single episode of the Oz Network, if you would start right now and go from point A to point B, <laughs> it would take you 1,303 minute, uh, 1,303.4 hours to listen to them all that, which is 78,204 minutes. That would take you 1.3 months, 7.7 weeks, or 54.2 days to listen from one to the other. And on terms of the episode hours ourselves, I'm going to work my way up from the bottom oh, to the no. top here, okay? Oh. <laughs> just, just to point out, we've had 14 official co-hosts of this show. And when I say co-host, you've got to earn your status. Like, we've had guests yeah. that have been on the show about 10 or 12 times. They've not got their co-host hat. So maybe one day they will cross over. But this is you got to earn your stripes for this one. So from the bottom to the top, and you will hear from every single one of these co-hosts. you heard a few of them before. you hear a couple of them very soon. So Dan, our most recent co-host, who came on for Ferris Bueller, he's, you know, obviously had uh, one episode, so it's about three hours worth of his time. <laughs> uh, Matt, uh, Matt Dyson, of course, he's now my co-host over in Australian Survivor Archives. Four episodes, about nine hours worth of uh, recordings he's done there. Perez, Perez McKay, great guy, did our Survivor New Zealand episodes with us many years years ago 13 episodes 21 hours worth billy billy garcia hashtag bring back billy uh 19 episodes yes. he's done 22 hours of his time mallory remember her uh i think i married her <laughs> um 31 episodes she's been on 35 hours of her time so just over a day that she's uh spent on that one so good for her brandy joined us on the third watch episodes of course 45 episodes for her 54 hours jamie here you go the mother of wow. your children the apple of your eye <laughs> 55 episodes Jamie's been a part Seriously? of. Seriously? 68 hours. So nearly three oh. days of her life has been devoted to the Oz Network. Not That's even, more than she spent in labor both times. Not even close to your hours, my friend. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> Jared, who we love having Jared on, of course, uh, most commonly, I guess, Amazing Race and Total Drama Island, but a few other ones as well. 69 episodes for Jared, 71 hours of his time. Then we get into the big guns. The big, Not that Jared's not a big gun. I mean, the big episode counts, <laughs> I should say. Noah, there he is, Mr. Groves. And these are, of course, mainly lost episodes. 109 episodes Noah somehow being a part of. Uh, 120 hours of his time, about five days worth. Darvell, 112 episodes of Third Watch he did with me, 96 hours, about four days. Nick, 
course, a lot of uh, Nip Tuck and soon to be another show with me. 126 hours. 100, uh, 126 episodes, sorry, 120 hours. And of course, Survivor New Zealand covered that too. Then our top three, Rocky. 155 yeah. episodes Rocky's been wow. on. Wow. For 168 hours and seven I do like how kind of that's almost an episode. Every episode is almost an hour, like 168 hours, 155 yeah. episodes. So Rocky doesn't talk much. It's kind of there. <laughs> All right. Are you ready for the top two, Colin? Because there's a bit of a jump. Uh, okay. <laughs> Colin I'm, I'm glad as usual to make the top two, but not be the winner. <laughs> Congratulations again. It's a trend of yours. 412 episodes you have been Oof. a part of. 640 hours, which is about 26 <laughs> days of your life. 20, nearly a month. Of your life, sitting on this. <laughs> Please. Just recording with me. This is why I said we will not hit two. At least I will not hit 2,000. Jamie hears this, then this show is over. <laughs> well, if Mallory hears this one, I'm, <laughs> I've nearly doubled your total, Colin Hilding. 793 episodes <laughs> for 1,085 hours, 45 days of my life. I have sit here <laughs> recording. And talking, and that's just this show, people. We've got two or three others, <laughs> and yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so there you go. Um, some in terms of guests, uh, so Kyle and Brian, who joined you a lot on the Amazing Race, if I'm not mistaken. So oh, that, uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. RuPaul, sorry, yes, uh, twelve and ten respectively. Billy has been on eight episodes as a guest. Uh, so it's kind of weird how we discrepancy that. Uh, and that's, again, purely Oz Network. That doesn't count Survivor Oz days. So a lot of these totals were kind of a bit skewed because I went through the list and I was like, wow, you know, these people have been on a long time. But then you realize that I've, I've lumped Survivor Oz and Oz Network together. So therefore, it kind of I had to go through and do the individual ones. Uh, Matt was also on a few episodes before Matt Dyson. Uh, Dan Foley, outside of his hosting fight. So a lot of these are actual co-hosts <laughs> that have been on a lot. Our, our most frequent guest... That wasn't Kyle O'Brien or a co-host. Uh, Julian, Julian Gronenberg, former Oslet uh. 5. Cable, former Oslet 5. Uh, and then our, our, I guess, our most frequent guest who wasn't a former Oslet because we're just lazy. We go back to the old pools. Uh, Australian Survivor contestant Andrew Torrens, uh, season three contestant. He's been on four times. Jessica Figgy Figueroa has been on three times. I didn't realize <laughs> Figgy's been on that many times. Uh, one of our favorites too, Martina Sayo from The Amazing Race has been on three times. And T-Bird three times as well. So there you go. Our longest ever episode, Colin. What's your guess for our longest ever episode? Uh, well, it's it's going to be The Phantom Menace or Titanic. You were very close to one of them. It's actually Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones. Uh, it's always wow. the sand. It's the sand aspect. Well, it's the mullet, to be honest, as we're going to hear. <laughs> Five hours, 40 minutes, and 16 seconds. <laughs> and we realize we release them separately as part one and part two, but there's a reason, because you're going to listen to five yeah. hours, 40 minutes. Uh, our shortest ever, I, I don't think you're going to guess our shortest episode, uh, but I'm going to put it out to you. Do you. Can you guess our shortest episode? Does it include episode? interviews? It, well, it's technically an interview, yes. Okay. Well, I, I know that I did an interview with the winners of Amazing Race Canada season six, I think, and I think we only had 15 minutes with them, but we might have lumped in a bit of recap in that as well. I can tell you that the shortest episode is about half the time of that. Uh, seven minutes and 42 <laughs> seconds. It was our Survivor Heroes vs. Healers vs. Hustlers exit interview with J.P. Hilsebeck. Ah. So, uh, yeah. He was a talkative we, man. 
Very talkative, man. So there you go. Uh, 232 movies we have recapped, 625. Uh, in terms of rating, sorry, we have rated uh, 625, 857 total ratings. So at the time of recording this, that is 936 buys, 606 rents, 307 bins. So uh, we love our movies a lot more. So uh, that's basically what I can say with that. We'll have some more stats for you very soon. I've got some more to go there. But... Let's get into some interview snippets right now, Colin. Just some very short little uh, clips here of some upcoming interviews. Um, we've got five here that I want to play for you today. The first one, I won't get your comments on because you weren't involved and you have no <laughs> idea about this person and you've never watched the show. So uh, what do you think of Charlie Baker from Breaking Bad? Colin, what's your thoughts on this guy and his interview? I mean, I heard clips of it. Is this the guy who said he was a drug addict? Uh, well, on the show he was, not in real life. Okay. <laughs> he sounds fun. He sounds yes. like a fun guy. <laughs> he is a fun guy. Uh, played, of course, Skinny Pete on Breaking Bad across the five seasons. This is a fun chat. And this, of course, correlates into our Breaking Bad full season coverage that we will be doing very soon with Nick. So uh, let's hear a fun little snippet here from uh, Charlie Baker, our Charlie Baker interview, which is coming soon. Here's how tough Ryan Murphy is, okay? Ryan Murphy had, had me audition for that role for the pilot on 911 mm-hmm. who is a skinny drug addict named Pete. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean that was that was must have been weird. He's like, to get I don't know like if, that. I don't know if I don't know if this guy can pull off a skinny drug addict named Pete. <laughs> and I did. Yeah. So that's a, yeah, that's a tough that's a tough director right there who's like, "Oh, I want to uh, prove it." He's come yeah, a lot sure. come a long way, Ryan Murphy. <laughs> you know. Like Yeah, sure sure he, he he's on one of the best TV shows in the history of television shows and is probably the most famous skinny drug addict named Pete. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Make him prove it. There's a, there's a watch mojo top 10. Top 10 skinny drug addicts called Pete in television. I want to see that list, and I, I think you might come out at number one. Maybe 911 fair, Pete might be three. To be fair, if if you look at, um, oh, uh, I almost had the name of a movie. There's, a, there's another skinny Pete. He's not quite as skinny. Right. But he was the first skinny Pete. Okay. And um, I'm actually the second skinny, famous, druggy kind of gang dealer, skinny Pete. Okay. Um, so maybe number two is not bad on a watch mojo. Number list two, now. that's not bad. I'm I'm up there in in, um, and I, I I don't mean to like be crass or anything, but the other one has passed away. Yeah, well, since then. So I'm 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 the most famous living living skinny skinny Pete. drug addict named Pete. Yeah, yeah. So. It there's works. that. Yeah, there's that. Always need to tie in Ryan Murphy somewhere to anything. And of course, you did see Charlie Baker on that 911 pilot episode when we did uh, recall that a while ago. Leslie mm-hmm. Hope, Colin, talk up this oh. Leslie Hope uh, snippet and interview that we've got coming up for you. You know, we got 24 coverage coming, and uh, we reached out to we, we've already recorded like probably more than a half a dozen interviews that you're going to hear leading into our coverage. Uh, and this one was like the one I was most excited about because she's so important to the show. She's a great Canadian actress, and just the, the chat with her all around like she was just a fun person and really enjoyed doing the interview for somebody who's basically retired from acting. Uh, so th- I, I would say of all the 24 ones we've done, this was easily my favorite. You are whispering into Kiefer's ear. And I read in the official yeah. guide that you were deliberately re- saying things to him to try and throw him off. Do you remember what you were whispering to Kiefer in that scene? I just, I want to know. <laughs> 
even if I did remember, I wouldn't tell you. There's no <laughs> doubt. Um, and by that point, um, I, was, I think I sort of know which buttons I could push to maybe get him going. So I don't remember, but yes, I was, that is exactly what I was trying to do. And P.S. I'll tell you that I myself was just so thrilled and excited to be in a helicopter. I was just a little <laughs> off the rails. So uh, kind of full of adrenaline and excited to be there. I thought it was super neat. It was like, wow, going to be an actor. This is not a bad gig to have. Get to do something cool like this. And it's about helicopters and whispering in Kiefer Sutherland's ear. You know <laughs> you're going to have a good time. Let's just point that out. Uh, another interview that you have no clue about because, again, you've never seen the show and you've never been a part of it. Um, I was personally very excited for this one. Australian actress Michaela Bannis, who... Uh, a lot of people probably know more so from McLeod's Daughters now and Upper Middle Bogan, but I was in a little show 20 years ago called Always Greener. I ranked Always Greener in my top 20 shows of all time. I believe it came in at like 11, 12 or 13. It was around then. Basically the second greatest Australian TV show in my mind, and my mind's always correct, clearly. And we've got a couple of uh, Always Greener interviews coming up because we're actually, I want to say we, me, let's be honest, uh, want to do a sort of a 20th anniversary reunion episode later this year to celebrate it because no one will celebrate Always Greener and this was a great show. So here is a little bit of a snippet from the chat that we have upcoming with Michaela Bannis. I, do you know what? I actually thought, oh, I get to be cool and I've never been cool and I think Marissa is cool. Like with, with Upper Middle Bogan, for example, I, there's something you learn stuff from your characters. Like uh, I really admire my character in Upper Middle Bogan. She's brash and she's abrasive and she's blonde, but she's really upfront. You know where you stand with her. You know she's not pussyfooting around. She's not pretending. And so I admire those qualities in her. And like with Marissa, I got to be cool, and I had never ever been cool and I know every actor says oh, I'm such a nerd at school but I I mean I I kind of was I was a clown like I was a total you know chatterbox clown I wasn't like a total dork but I was I was I was not cool and so I was like oh my god I get to be cool like the little <laughs> the little teenager in me was like yes I'm in the cool group <laughs> and that's how I felt about her because she had that fashion thing going on and she was sassy and you know I, I, it was so exciting. Very great chat there. And, of course, I will say for Australian fans of the TV show Round the Twist, which is a great kids show, uh, she was in that before Always Greener, so we talk a little bit about being around the twist. Aaron Schwartz. Talk up Aaron Schwartz here, nah. Colin. Who is Aaron Schwartz? Who is this guy? Who is he? A Aaron Schwartz, you would recognize him from multiple movies you probably watch as a kid if you're of our age group. Uh, you'd most well-known for him from the Mighty Ducks, the first Mighty Ducks movie where he played Carp, uh, who we, I think as we did this interview, we sort of realized was almost sort of one of the lead characters or they, they're almost alluding towards him being the star of the movie at the beginning. I mean, this, this felt like it was his movie a lot. Uh, and I, I can't even begin to tell you how excited I got leading up to this. One of these things where you do an interview and sometimes you're like, oh, we got this interview, whatever. It's not like I was like, oh, one day I'll interview Aaron Schwartz from the Mighty Ducks. But then when you realize we're about to talk to one of the Mighty Ducks and you remember watching this movie as a kid and everything, you just get so pumped about it. Uh, and let's just tease it now, too. I mean, this is leading in towards us covering the whole yes. Mighty Ducks trilogy yes. in a couple of weeks. <laughs> and I could not be more excited after hearing him talk about it. How do you put yourself back into that mind of Carp now? Do you legitimately think he's gone mm. off and found himself? And, you know, I mean, you look vastly different to when you were 11, so... Yeah. Yeah. No, you're, you're, it's actually, that's actually a good question. And I've never been asked that question. Ding. There it is. Ding, there we go. You win the 1002. Prize. <laughs> you win the prize. Fantastic. Um, uh, you know, 
I honestly, I depends on what Steve, what Brill writes. You know, if he writes the character to be one way, then I know where I got to go. And then I, then I thought that backstory. I mean, you know, I, I don't think it's going to be this high, you know, falutin drama and it's going to be like intense to get into that character. Um, but um, yeah, it depends on how Steve, uh, you know, turns the, turns the, and as a great chat as you heard that great little snippet there uh coming from about the development of the carp character and a, and a bit of juicy news in that interview too about yeah. uh, possible inclusion Which, of, uh, i'm sure disney will sue us for now that we've released yes! that <laughs> if not tom cruise disney bring it on um but no like the fact that we get to cover the fucking mighty ducks movies holy crap yeah. uh, stop this episode right now and let's start recording <laughs> this our final one and uh this is technically one that you can hear right now if you're impatient and uh, don't want to wait for it airing on the Oz Network. You can hear it on another show. Uh, talk to us, Colin, about Mr. Ken Quapis. So Ken Quapis directed a little movie we covered on 007 in a series on James Bond actors and non-James Bond roles. He did a movie called The Beautician and the Beast with Fran Drescher and Timothy Dalton, which we really enjoyed more than we should have. Uh, so much so that we're like, we got to get this guy on and talk about him. And also just going through his filmography. I mean, he'd done everything. He directed, you know, uh, the, the first Sesame Street theatrical <laughs> film. Uh, he's done tons of work. I mean, he basically created or helped to create what became The Office, the American uh, TV show, The Office. And this was like a pick your brain with a really entertaining guy interview. There's uh, one other memory from that recording session was, that we needed to record the Communist International, which is sung during a sequence when uh, Timothy Dalton gives Fran a tour of a factory. Mm -hmm. And you hear on the soundtrack, the Communist mm -hmm. International. Well, uh, our production manager rounded up as many Russian nationals uh, that he could find in London. And we've herded them all into this studio and, and tried to record the Communist International. And they were terrible. There was like, like, you know, like there, it was the sorriest group of people singing you've ever heard. And finally, well, I didn't know what to do. And we had to get a recording of it. Uh, somebody said, well, the, what we need to do is bring in some vodka. And so literally we, we sent PAs out to like bring in bottles and bottles and bottles and bottles of vodka with all these glasses. And we basically plied these, you know, these poor people with, you know, well, they weren't, they weren't complaining, obviously, but we got washed <laughs> and we all, you know, I just remember the, you know, the guy on the talkback mic in this, in the recording booth saying, whatever you do, do not throw your glasses against the wall. <laughs> and finally, after, you know, after they had consumed a healthy amount of vodka, we got a really, really spirited take. Wow. <laughs> I can imagine. No, no, no Russian stereotypes living up to there at all. Like, just get a vodka, they'll work fine. Um, wow. That, so that, is a, a, that is a very important memory. That's Colin, you and I should try that for now and when we're recording. <laughs> like, we're putting shit episodes out, get some vodka into us, we'll, we'll probably be fine. <laughs> Absolutely great clip there. And as I said, if you do get impatient and you want to hear that one, you can actually hear that over on 007 right now but uh, there's just a little teaser of some episodes that we've got coming up we'll go through some other guests that we've got coming up soon as well and uh even ones that at the time of recording this we haven't actually done yet but we've got some very exciting ones coming your way now um before we get to hearing a few more snippets from some of our co-hosts of course as i said you heard a few at the beginning of the show we're going to play uh some more in just a second just uh in regards to more of the stats colin uh we obviously appreciate <laughs> any any person who's ever listened to us be it once or 999 times 
to go over some of the the history of of where we have listeners from 63 different countries we've had people listening to us from and the top 10 now give give me some thoughts here colin of where you think our top 10 listeners are i feel like you'll get some of these but there might be a couple here that you probably won't guess where our top 10 listeners come from well i'm gonna guess that the four countries near the top are probably going to be Canada, United States, Australia, and New Zealand. Um, let's guess Great Britain in there. Um, let's guess France, uh, just out of curiosity of all the terrible things you said about them. Um, I've come down guess... on my France. Hey, come on. <laughs> I, I'm going to throw some other random countries out there. Um, Mozambique, <laughs> uh, Burkina Faso, Algeria, <laughs> uh, United Arab Emirates. <laughs> Well, you, you did all right in the France one. You got six out of ten, Colin. Good job. Oh, uh, not bad. Our top five uh, from top to bottom is USA, Australia, Canada, UK, then New Zealand. France is seventh on our list. But our other countries in sixth place, Russia. Uh, hello <laughs> to our Russian <laughs> listeners. Um, our Russian overlords. <laughs> yeah, is it Dolce Vitania or whatever it is that is like a, a hello or a greeting, something there in Russia. Uh, Ireland. In at number eight, we had an Irish Oslet. Um, what was his name? We did. Alan? Alan. Yeah. Hello, Alan, if you're listening. Uh, Spain at number nine. Okay. Um, what's hello in Spanish? Um, I can't remember. Why have I... I'm in Canada. We don't learn Spanish here. <laughs> a river derche. That's Italian, isn't it? No. Um, what's hello in Spanish? I feel that's like a uh, common let's, thing. Let's say it's hello. Gracias. No, that's thank you. Gracias. Si. Fuck. Okay. Jeez, Hello to we... all our Spanish listeners. Hello. Well, you're if you're listening to us, you're not, ten. <laughs> you're not listening to us in Spanish. Let's just say it in English. Hello. Well, I mean, this, this is me literally when I went to Mexico. I'm thinking like, ah, they'll speak English. <laughs> and I soon found out they didn't. And I'm just going, see, sí, no Espanol. Gracias. Um, hello in Spanish is hola. Hola. There it is. Of course it's hola. hola. Everyone knew that. And at number 10, and I'm not even going to attempt to say any words in this language because I don't want to come across as a Noah. Uh, Taiwan is our 10th. Oh, most listened to so, country. Clearly Noah is bringing in all the listeners from South Korea. Can't even crack the top 10, Noah. Thanks, Noah. Thanks a lot. That's the <laughs> reason why we implanted you there. Um, we have had over 321,000 downloads, which is a great honor to see that number. Now, in terms of our stats, I, I don't really... I can't really bring you our absolute most downloaded episode because we switched servers recently. A couple and times. Yeah, and our stats kind of got lost from our first server. So the stats that I can only bring you now really come from our newer server, which obviously hasn't accumulated the amount that the other one did. Uh, so according to our current server, our most downloaded episode with our Ethan Zon interview that we did after Winners at War last year, but I do know that our third watch 20th anniversary episode had several thousand downloads, which I, and I think there was a couple of other episodes that had kind of peaked mm. around there too. So uh, that's kind of what I can see. And in terms of charting, we have charted in 20 different countries, including being the number one film history podcast in Nepal and Saudi Arabia. Thank yes. you to our Nepalese and Saudi Arabian listeners. We have made the top five of the film history podcasts in Bahrain, Thailand, Vietnam, Philippines, Australia, Indonesia, and Taiwan. Thanks, Canada. <laughs> uh, the top 10 <laughs> in Finland, Japan, Spain, Switzerland, and Sweden. And for Mallory, they are different countries. For t- <laughs> TV and film in general, this is overall TV and film. We have made the top 10 in both Nepal and Bahrain. And I will say that in Nepal, 
we made it to number 11 on all podcasts. It doesn't matter what category. Wow. We are huge in Nepal, Colin. I don't know how that's this happened. Our next, that is our next T-shirt, the Oz Network. We're huge in Nepal. <laughs> I, I, I've never thought about going to Nepal, like Mount Everest. I don't know if I've ever really thought of that club, but maybe I need to. Maybe I'd walk into Nepal and like, oh, my God, Ben, woo! So... <laughs> Yeah. You know what? We will give away a free T-shirt to <laughs> one of our Nepalese listeners if you can actually. Uh, let's let's just say I, I, I don't know. I don't want to give away anything for free, but we're going to congratulate you <laughs> if you're a Nepalese listener. Let us know. Send a we'll picture a of you out. in front of Mount Mount Everest. Be like, "Sup, I'm John <laughs> from <laughs> from Nepal." There's Mount Everest. Give me my free T-shirt. <laughs> we will we will send yes. it to you. There it is. That's the condition. Real Mount Everest. I don't want any of this Photoshop crap. Like, yeah, actual we'll Mount know. Everest. Yeah. I feel like Chris Dixon's going to get on a plane right now, fly to Nepal, <laughs> take a picture, send it to us. It's like, Chris, you could have just bought a T-shirt for cheaper than flying to Nepal. But he's a very passionate man. What can I say? Um, at the beginning of the show, we played uh, five little snippets from five of our official co-hosts and we're going to play the remaining clips right now we've uh, been very fortunate that every single one of our uh, official co-hosts at one point have uh, sent us in a little clip saying uh, hello and their little memories so you're going to hear right now from jared from perez from darvell from rocky from brandy from mallory and from jamie so let's hear those snippets right now hey it's jared checking in from the emulus plains just wanted to wish the oz network a happy 1000th episode from the Olympics to total drama to Eurovision, the achievement is well worth the coveted douce poids. Looking forward to seeing what the future holds. As a wise man once said, mogul, 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 mogul. Well, hello, Oz Network. It has been a while. It is Perez. You may remember me from my sour, surly reviews of the stellar showing that was Survivor New Zealand. Uh Ben and team, congratulations on a thousand episodes, you know, doing what you do, connecting people from all over the world and providing a space for them to discuss what at times can be obscure passions and points of interest. It's it's actually pretty special what you do, and I'm glad to have been one of those people. Uh, congratulations on a thousand episodes. Thank you for letting me be a part of it, and... I'm looking forward to the next thousand. Keep doing what you're doing, Ben. You guys are awesome. Hi, my name's Darvell Stewart, and I co-hosted the Third Watch series recaps with Ben and for a time with our other co-host, Miss Brandy Whitfield. Shout out to her. Congratulations on the 1,000th episode, by the way. That's awesome. If I had to pick a favorite memory from my time on the Oz Network podcast... I would have to say that it was when Ben, Brandy, and I were recapping the series finale of Third Watch, and one of the characters had died by blowing herself up, and <laughs> Brandy was talking about how she loved the character, and Ben said something like, I'm sure there are lots of bits of her to love scattered all over New York City. And I lost it. Such awesome, awesome times. Well, congratulations again on the 1,000th episode. And here's to 1,000 more. I think we can get there. Hey there, it's Rossi. And I'm just super excited to be a part of this milestone episode and to be here to celebrate 1,000 episodes of the Oz Network. I am a bit proud slash 
confused and concerned and shocked that we even made it to a thousand episodes and I somehow survived all of it throughout these thousand or so episodes. There have been so many memorable moments and just many series that I've been so excited to cover. Uh, mostly just anything that I exposed Colin to from the deep recesses of uh, my childhood or whatever, you know, getting him to react to, you know, some of my favorites like Clue and, and getting him to watch Drag Race or recap Total Drama Island, just kind of exposing him to whatever I can think of at that point. So, well, we made it to a thousand without getting shut down. So here's hoping for 2000. Hey, this is Brandy and congrats on making 1000 episodes. I would like to say my favorite part of being on a podcast for the for the third, third watch uh, recaps was just being able to see how amazing the show was again and also just seeing a different perspective than what I used to have of the show and it's just really cool to know like a show like that can be around for another 30 years and still make an impact. And um, I think that was my favorite part. And also just getting to meet you through, <laughs> through uh, the, the internet and also uh, Dar Darvell as well. So that was my favorite part. And again, congrats on making 1000 episodes and here's two more. Hi everyone, this is Mallory. Happy 1000th. Um, you guys are doing great and I'll be around sometime in the future, I'm sure. I think my favorite memory was probably doing Grease and singing Brusha 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 in Jamie and Colin's living room um, or maybe the White Christmas episode because I just love that movie and I will always remind you of the guinea pigs. Don't worry. All the best. Have a great next 1000. Hey guys, my name is Jamie and Colin has informed me that they have hit a thousand episodes now for their show, which is great. And, you know, sometimes he asks me to be on the show too, although I really don't know why, because I'm pretty inappropriate and probably give him lots of edit points. But um, apparently I'm funny to listen to and they keep coming back and asking for more. So I don't know if, you know, I'm actually cool or if there's something wrong with them, but I keep coming back to do more. Um, my favorite... Um, moment of the show uh any episode doesn't matter what the topic is is talking about hot shirtless men Colin laughs uh, about that and teases me of course but you know what I know what I like and I'm not afraid to talk about it uh Keanu Reeves and Henry Cavill definitely are my top two um of course Colin is number one he's the hottest man in the world to me and I am so lucky to be married to him um you've probably also heard about our three crazy children that we have and me recording uh, very close to giving labor to the twins, which is painful to listen to uh, how uncomfortable I was there. But, you know, it's it's just these moments of our life that we can share with you guys. And I just wanted to say thank you for uh, your support. Thank you for listening. Thank you just for engaging and always being um, interesting. And uh, just, yeah, hope to see you guys in more episodes in the future. Thanks. Okay, bye. Good times, Colin. What a, uh, what a bunch good. of... But memories to quote jack nicholson good times noodle salad <laughs> <laughs> that's what jamie said wasn't it um 
possibly. Oh, that made the recording? I thought I pressed stop by then. <laughs> yeah, turn it off, Colin, turn it off. <laughs> One thing we wanted to share as well is some some of our favorite memories, some of our favorite moments. And we've selected 10 of our best moments that because we're toting our own horn again. These are what we think are our best <laughs> moments. But uh, we, we sort of got together, we, we discussed a bunch of our favorite memories and we came up with a list of 10 here from a variety of episodes. Now, every year we put out a best of, of course, and generally people would have heard these clips. And over on, I guess, my... I like to call it the parent show of everything I've ever done, The Brink, because that was sort of the show that I started with radio, you know, 17-odd years ago and kind of I put everything under the same banner. So I release a best of The Brink. I have been doing that since every year i think since 2007 from memory so i lump all the oz network best of clips in the brink best of because we do a brink podcast but there's you know few and far between best moments of that so we kind of keep it on the same banner so i we i sent you a list of everything you know listen to these and then kind of we we came together and these are not really in a particular order we haven't ranked these we've just kind of put together 10 i think we're actually putting these in order of release date in terms yeah. of how these happen um, and we're going to play each clip for you right now. Um, let's, I mate, let's take it in turns of introducing each of these ones. Colin, I'm going to go to you first to introduce our uh, first clip <laughs> that we're going to hear right now. Uh, so this first one comes from, uh, an episode that I think we both loved and one of our early movie recaps too, uh, at least within our first year, uh, our first ever anniversary month that we basically created anniversary month. So we had a, an excuse to talk about face off and there's, nothing to this episode other than us just reading lines as Nicolas Cage. <laughs> that's, that's literally all it is. And it's funny, we had multiple, at one point this top 10 list had another uh, face-off clip in there. Uh, but when we decided which one are we going to keep, it had to be this one because it's just hilarious. Because <laughs> all you have to do is read as Nicolas Cage. This is Nicolas Cage off from Face Off. Can't forget the one other line in the movie where they're saying what the audience should be saying is like, will someone please tell me what planet I'm on? And say, Yeah. <laughs> Face. Off. Off. <laughs> planet. Um, you're on. <laughs> the bees! The bees! <laughs> Not the bees! Not the bees! <laughs> There's another part of the Wicker Man. It's like an underrated moment, but... Nicholas Cage is, I don't know if his, his face is stung or something. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> I wanted to see that when his face was actually off when you just had like the the under part of his face. Oh my god! Oh my god! What'd they do to my face? We need to like restart this episode and just do it all in cageisms. My face, my face, Another one, of course. You can't forget it's the wrong movie, but uh, put the bunny back in the box. I told you to put the bunny back in the box. <laughs> Oh my god, oh my god, put the bunny back in the box! A, B, C, D. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm Caster Troy! I'm Caster Troy! Woo! <laughs> Oh my god! Um, 
because we've had so much fun, let's stop before we get the boat in the, the fight here. So, how about it? The boat! Not the boat! The boat! Oh, <laughs> oh where do we even start? Uh... You know. uh, the, fu- <laughs> the funeral. Why wouldn't we be laughing at the funeral? <laughs> I don't even fake laugh. I'm not even, you know, like, let's let's be honest. The way we record this, we're not listening to these. We just leave a gap and we edit it in there. But, like, I know. it's, it's And, like, yeah. I think I said to you that I just listened to that and I crack up laughing because I remember recording that episode. I was still back home yeah. uh, living with my dad. And I think he, like, sort of walked past my point and was like, look, like, what are you doing? Like, what's so funny? And I <laughs> Just, just everything about that episode uh, was great. Our next one, and this is another one that we had a couple of multiple uh, possible entries for, and one we only cut very last minute. Uh, this is from our Eddie the Eagle recap, which I actually forget yeah. how funny this and fun this episode was that we did. The one we nearly made was our, our Hall & Oates little clip talking about Hall & Oates <laughs> being a breakfast cereal. But we mentioned Off the Podium a few times, which is sort of our Olympics podcast download now. Great, got some great interviews coming up on that one. Uh, we have a bit of fun with a certain uh, prominent swimmer by the name of Ryan Lochte. Uh, and somehow we, we got on the topic of Ryan Lochte and Ryan Lochte watching movies. Uh, so <laughs> this is the clip of Ryan Lochte watches movies. Ryan Lochte does worse on a daily basis <laughs> when he's not competing. He's, he's watching this movie. I don't get it. Why did he get kicked off the team? <laughs> That's so unfair, man. What's ski jumping? <laughs> <laughs> Can we just hope that NBC gets Ryan Lochte on during their coverage of the Olympics? Yes. <laughs> and now to provide his insight on the ice dancing, Ryan Lochte. <laughs> yeah, so I was on Dancing with the Stars, so I know all about ice dancing. <laughs> he's a man on his feet and he's a man on the skates. <laughs> you can buy my book on skating. <laughs> just provide eight to ten years for postage. <laughs> A group of Brazilians came up to me and my friends. They said, pull my finger. I'm like, no, you pull my finger. And then they held a gun to my friend's head. And they all were like, all right, all right, we give up. And I'm like, whatever, man. You know what I can just imagine Ryan Lochte being like? I don't know if you ever watched much of How I Met Your Mother, but I, you know how like Barney would elaborate stories and it would just be literally a scene from another movie? And they'd be like, Barney, oh, yeah. that's from Dirty Dancing. Or Barney, you know, that's from Weekend at Birth. <laughs> so I can just imagine Ryan Lochte like, oh, so yeah, like I played like, finger pulling then like christopher walken walked in and talked to hugh jackman and 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 then they landed the jump and (laughs) and then and then i got taken and then like my dad liam neeson was on the phone saying like i will find you i will hunt you down ryan that didn't happen it did man it so happened you're a man in sheets you're a man on the ice And the boat hit an iceberg and it was going down. But I wouldn't go down. I swam against the current because I'm Ryan Lochte and all, you know? She said never let go. She said never let go. So fuck it, man. I never let go. I'm Ryan Lochte. So I swam all those survivors back to New York. But then there was this shark. And this guy said, we're going to need a bigger boat. So I went and got a bigger boat. And I punched that shark right in the head. But then there was a tornado and all these other sharks came. <laughs> Which I was fully equipped to handle because at the time I was on s- with a plane with snakes all over it. <laughs> but then Gary Oldman came and tried to hijack it. 
And when Darth Vader said, I'm your fire father, Ryan Lochte, I'm like, no, man. <laughs> I looked out the window. I was like, no, man. And then I saw Princess Leia, like Mary Poppins. She was just floating by. <laughs> and this kid had a broom. <laughs> challenge to see if I can keep my voice by the end of this episode. (laughs) (laughs) So, Christopher Walken has a book on ski jumping. (laughs) He wrote this book, you know? My life in ski jumping. Now, I don't know what Ryan... I I don't think I've heard from Ryan Lochte since we did that episode. Maybe he's gone into hiding. Maybe he's so ashamed of us uh, (laughs) bagging him out. But any time we've got an opportunity to talk Ryan Lochte, I'm weirdly excited. Yeah, and if you want to hear even more context, I think you can find it on our 50th episode, Best Of, uh, from Off the Podium. Uh, We even make some references in here which make us laugh even harder just because of previous times where we mocked Ryan Lochte. Exactly, exactly. Uh, now, our next one, I, I did tease this one slightly a few minutes ago, yeah. Colin. What, what happened in this one? Well, you, you teased this a couple of minutes ago. You also teased it again very recently as uh, hashtag GSWTC has <laughs> become a thing. This has lived on several years later. This is from uh, before we had the uh, review of Mission Impossible Fallout or multiple reviews of Mission Impossible Fallout. We covered all the Mission Impossible movies, which was sort of one of my passion projects. And uh, there were, again, multiple Mission Impossible moments that we could have included in the best of. Uh, but this had to be the best because uh, it all goes back to a certain South Park episode that you're referencing. We will say that in case anybody says, oh, this is, you know what, a homophobic or whatever. We're referencing a South Park episode here uh, and trying to get some publicity for our show by um, maybe getting a lawsuit handed to us. This is gate. No, it's not. Let's uh, Tom Cruise. <laughs> This is Tom Cruise is gay from Mission Impossible. Or they could have just gone the complete opposite route and just cast Philip Seymour Hoffman as a love interest because they got the chemistry. And then everybody would have finally had confirmation about the rumors about Tom Cruise for a long time. So uh, (laughs) I've got to hope he doesn't listen. We just got sued. We just got sued. (laughs) They're going to threaten. He's going to cancel his publicity for Fallout unless we pull reruns of this podcast. (laughs) Let's be honest. We'd love that. It means people would actually pay attention to us. So please, Tom Cruise, let's just say it. You're gay. Sue me. All right, cool. Move on. (laughs) And come on. You know what? Philip Seymour Hoffman was coming off of playing Capote six months earlier. All right, yeah. coincidence? Not, not at all. John Travolta and John Cruise were hanging out together a lot on Hold this movie. On. So. Hold on a second. Jonathan Reese Myers, one of the things he was most well known for at this point, was a movie called Velvet Goldmine, where he mm. played a fictional version of Iggy Pop, who was constantly having gay sex with a fictional version of Mick Jagger or something, played by Ewan McGregor. <laughs> Which, let's be honest, as soon as somebody in a movie is having gay sex, then in real life you're having gay sex. So Tom Cruise was having all the gay sex at this point. Um, Ving Rhames and Tom Cruise having the gay sex. Billy Crudup and Tom Gay sex everywhere on the... Lawrence Fishburne. Take the red pill or the blue pill, whichever gets me hard so we can have the gay sex. Like, that's all it was. Tom Cruise, sue us. Right now, we, we're saying it. Stop having the gay sex and sue us. Okay? There we go. Podcast made. Worldwide publicity. (laughs) 
Tom Cruise is gay, people. <laughs> He's not really. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mr. Cruise. And and even if he is, there's nothing wrong with that. We're just wanting yes. to get sued. Alright? <laughs> like that's it. We are defaming one of Hollywood's greatest actors live on air right now. We are admitting to it. <laughs> Lawyers come after us. Please. Yeah. I will have the gay sex with Tom Cruise and film it <laughs> to prove that this is true. Alright? <laughs> so I can get sued. I want to get sued by Tom Cruise. That's it. Download the Oz Network. <laughs> this is one of those moments where we're like, do we put this in the best of? Oh, not? it's in the best of. You know that for a fact. It's already because... in there. You're listening to the best of right now. Six months later, you know this, people. <laughs> It's, it's just so we could have a track on the best of called either Tom Cruise is gay or Suez Tom Cruise. Because, like, let's be honest, South Park is still going strong 12 years later, okay? Yeah. So... Come on! Like, I mean, South Park was a big deal, but then this came along. I mean, you know, just think about the ramifications if all of a sudden we get the cease and desist, you know, remove that episode from Paramount Pictures... <laughs> We're going straight to the media, a small, upstarted podcast that's struggling to survive, faced with massive legal action. Whose side is the world going to take out? Like, come on. Listen, I, I, I think you're onto something here. I don't want to start any rumors, but I did hear that uh, Tom Cruise and Kevin Spacey oh. <laughs> once were working on a project together. Well, yeah. And it was directed by Brian Singer and Harvey yeah, Weinstein right. was a producer. So... Yeah. Yeah, I, I heard that's that too. That's people. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, um, it's, it's about time we speak out about this. You know, hashtag me too. Come on. Um, wow, um, that went down so fast. The, the wedding scene where Tom Cruise marries a woman. <laughs> what do we want to talk about? She's his beard, all right? This is all a fake. <laughs> that's all it is. He's having the gay sex with the priest. <laughs> <laughs> my Tom number Cruise is, is zero four one. Watch. My address is to send all legal documents to. <laughs> um, he does marry a woman here. Uh, a woman. <laughs> inverted commas. We don't want to start any other rumors here, but we did hear that Michelle Monaghan might have been Jonathan Reith Myers in drag. Okay, yeah. so. It, just put Let's a just get that out there. I, I do love your your way of uh, you know titling that one. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. As Noah said at the beginning, of this is how have we not been cancelled? And when you hear things like that, <laughs> speaking of uh, how have we not been cancelled? Apparently, it's a funny joke that I'm a pedophile. Apparently, and <laughs> you talk about excited episodes. Maybe the most excited I've ever been to do an episode was to do my favourite movie of all time, Jurassic Park, and. It was sort of, in a way, weirdly bad timing when we did it because I had, had left, um, I was traveling. I, I was, I, I believe at the time I recorded this, I was in Perth. So I, I always hate listening to these ones because the quality, it pisses me off that I'm like on a phone or something like that. But <laughs> we essentially were talking about uh, the children characters in Jurassic Park and I had a bit of a awkward moment talking about living with some children in that week that we were recording it, which I guess didn't really help my supposed <laughs> reputation on this show. Let's take a listen to that. Maybe this is one of the reasons why I, I still love Grant, because I can kind of um, identify with those a little bit. I mean, I don't know if you're the same way. Like, maybe... 
I wouldn't even say it's different now that I've had a baby. I'm definitely comfortable with my baby. I'm comfortable with like my nieces and nephews. But if somebody brings their kid around me, I'm like, oh, hey, yeah. there, guy. Oh, <laughs> believe me. Believe me. I am the same. Yes. I love my nephews. <laughs> I love my niece. Love them. I've spent the last week in a house with one child that I will not comment further without risk of getting into trouble <laughs> from authorities, what I would like to do to it. As in, like, not, not in that context. <laughs> No, no, not you want, that way. Do you want to the tell us way. about your crush on 12-year-old Ariana Richards? Yeah. No. <laughs> now he's even laughing. Oh, I am so happy I'm editing this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Best of moment. <laughs> quick, quick, backpedal, Ben, backpedal. <laughs> I meant murder, not <laughs> oh, it's so much better. <laughs> no, 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 no! It's nothing bad. I'm just talking about murdering a child. <laughs> God created Ben. Ben created a podcast. Podcast destroyed Ben because Ben killed a child. <laughs> but it's okay. He could have done much worse. <laughs> <laughs> well, back to your point. It's gone. <laughs> uh, we were talking about <laughs> awkwardness with children. Little shit children showing up when you don't want them. What's so funny is that I wasn't sure how you would respond to Lex and Tim. So the only note I have at this point in the movie is Ben and kids with a question mark. We're sticking out a whole lot of context. <laughs> why, why would I not react to Lex and Tim? You're Tim? always complaining You're when like, children, children are in children. We like Lex and No, it's Tim. always like, oh, why the kids in the movie. Now. <laughs> oh, as I always established, if the kids are well acted and good characters, I'm not going to have a problem with them. These are good well-written, well-acted children. Yes. Kelly is in the next one. The boy in number three is uh, tolerable. <laughs> I, actually, no, I don't mind him. No, no, actually, no, I like him. He's I good. Like... But the two in Jurassic World are shits. We don't like them. <laughs> you only want to do good things to these kids. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, there's a little girl in the fifth one. She looks annoying in the trailer. I, I love how, like, when we put this list together straight away, we're both like, oh, that episode of Jurassic Park where Ben became more of a pedo. Uh, yeah. Well, do you know what's funny is that I would have forgotten that existed. I think it was when our best of came out that year and I re-listened to it. It was the hardest I've ever laughed listening to any of our shows. I remember I was walking to work, re-listening to this, and I basically had tears in my eyes. And I think I immediately messaged you. I'm like, I completely forgot about this moment, but it has to be on the best of. Uh, and I've never forgotten it. This is basically where your your reputation came from. Also, the fact that you have a very young wife. Uh, <laughs> hey, it's her birthday today. We're recording this, and I'd rather be yeah, recording right. this she's, and she's, spending time with her on her birthday, apparently. That means as of today, it is now legal, people. Yes, uh, she's 16. <laughs> some of our best moments come from somebody saying the wrong thing and it just becoming a joke. I mean, I've had one of those on uh, Bon Cop, Bad Cop. <laughs> you know, uh, everybody's Fighting had sex. one of those on the show. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. 
there's always somebody who says something stupid and there's uh, with a lot of these two obviously only choosing 10 moments there's a lot from the like some of my favorite memories from the jurassic park one is in the lost world when we were talking about um show some respect and enrique <laughs> enrique carter um, <laughs> so so funny uh speaking of funny this is again i think this is the one that didn't make it but we kind of realized no this one needs to make it speaking of putting your foot in yeah. your mouth um, in our Jingle All The Way recap, uh, Christmas a few years ago, we got talking about the history and everything about the film. And there was a sequel to Jingle All The Way. It started <laughs> certain Larry the Cable Guy. And uh, obviously there's, you know, been a bit happening in Hollywood around uh, the Me Too movement. And I may have accidentally uh, Me Tooed Larry the Cable Guy <laughs> without uh, really checking into my facts. Let's see how that turned out. So this movie wasn't exactly well received. Uh, <laughs> I will say quickly, there was a sequel uh, called Jingle All The Way 2 with everybody other's favourite person who has also been accused uh, several times of sexual assault or whatever it was, uh, Larry the Cable Guy. Um, wasn't a, did, he, did he not just masturbate in front of people? Isn't that what he did? Which is still sexual assault, I guess. I don't know. I never I was, heard that. <laughs> was it Larry the Cable Guy who did that? Or am I thinking of someone else? Uh, <laughs> uh, I just love, what is this? People out there, because this is the world we live in. Somebody sees like some story on the internet. They're like, "Well, that's got to be true." This is gonna explode now. Larry the Cable Guy is probably like the, the Phil Hartman in real life. Like he's such a good dad, and now we have just put it out there. Didn't Phil Hartman like molest a bunch, or sorry, didn't Larry the Cable Guy molest a bunch of women? Oh uh, no, it wasn't <laughs> Larry the Cable Guy. Hang on. <laughs> We're so glad we could clear this up. And Larry the Gable guy is not a race rapist, people. Um, no, it was somebody famous. They got like caught doing that, and then they like the whole career went to shit. Um, oh, sorry, masturbating. Yeah. He wasn't a rapist. He no. just masturbated in front of people. Well, it's still Thanks, bad. Larry the Gable. <laughs> um, I'm trying to find who it was, and when you Google it, it comes. Oh, it was, it was um Louis Louis C K or whatever his name is. Heaven. Oh. Not even remotely close. Sorry, Larry the Cable Guy. I'm sorry to... <laughs> Just please. I'm begging you, Ben, when you put this episode up on Twitter, please add hashtag hands off Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> Let's just see if it catches on. <laughs> um, I loved you in Cars. Your voice work with Mater is fantastic. That's the only thing I know you from. Um, so, Apologies. <laughs> But let's be honest, by the time we release this, probably something is going to come out against him anyway. So like, it could be like the Roger Moore thing. Who knows? Anyway, go watch the sequel. Whoa, Larry the Cable Guy was masturbating in front of a bunch of kids in a ball pit in the Mall of America. We are like, we called it. <laughs> well, come on. It's just like us calling Tom Cruise gay. Like, we're going to get some ratings somehow by getting sued. So... <laughs> Hey, Larry, if you hear this and you want to sue us, can you also pass it on to Tom Cruise that we called him gay a bunch of times so he can sue us too? Because he'll probably get more publicity for us because he's a little bit more famous than you are. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> just <laughs> putting it out there. <laughs> Didn't he in front of a bunch of people? This is on our best of show. Find the time to <laughs> I think Larry the Cable Guy and Tom Cruise just went around to people's houses, whipped it out, and just started going to town in front of people. I want to imagine Larry the Cable Guy listening to this episode because that's what he does with his time now. And just hears that he got in a lot of trouble for masturbating for a bunch of people. He stops it right there. We get a cease and desist letter in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
<laughs> you and I are going to be in jail in like three years' time. <laughs> Next, like Harvey Weinstein and Kevin Spacey. Like, what did you do? Oh, accuse people of sexual assault. Oh. <laughs> Is Larry the Cable Guy being a sexual predator? <laughs> but we got famous from it. Our podcast got huge ratings. <laughs> <laughs> I was mentioned on Stephen Colbert. I'm famous. Woo! <laughs> and I'm sharing a shell with uh, Kevin Spacey. How you doing, Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> so they had a sequel, huh? <laughs> it was. It's called Jiggle All The Way too. Start that sexual predator like the cable guy. <laughs> cable guy! Cable guy! <laughs> yes, um, apparently it was bad, so... Um, <laughs> just of like course it the was. With a pervert like that, star. <laughs> Um, <laughs> no wonder no one listens to us. Sadly, we have not been sued by Larry the Cable Guy, but um, and actually, there's still I would, time, Larry. As we heard in that clip, you know, there's still time for him to be me too. As of 2021, Larry the Cable Guy hasn't been me too. As I am, I'm, yeah. I think I am correct in that. So he's um, one of the lucky few. Sorry, sorry, Larry. Um, that, that, this one, uh, Colin. This, this one. You were here for this. This was this was happening yes. in real time. <laughs> yeah. So this one. Uh, let me get conscious of this. I mean, I, I would love this even if it wasn't absolutely hilarious. But uh, when John Wick Chapter Three was coming out. I really want to do the first two John Wick movies and Jamie loves these. I mean, she was going to bed every single night watching John Wick. <laughs> if you listen to the whole episode, you can hear she's quoting every single line off memory better than I can. Uh, and she wanted to do this so bad that when we recorded John Wick chapter one, we had her scheduled delivery date the next day. And I think we were less than 24 hours away from it. And this is just a bit of a glimpse into a woman carrying twins 24 hours away from delivering. Uh, as a lot of bad things happen. You're going to have to motion, at least for the microphone, as you slowly move your giant pregnant belly towards me here. Sorry. I have to kind of lean on you that way. I got a bunch of feet in my ribs. They're not mine, by the way. So we're getting close to the end of the movie here. So now everybody's betraying everybody. Uh, I just want to illustrate this, people. Jamie has stood up. She's bending over uh, as if she's about to throw up, but it's actually just to get her back in a better position. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> this is a if we could video this, this would be the best podcast we've ever done. A woman twenty hours and something minutes away from giving birth to twins, talking about John Wick. God help me, I'm so uncomfortable. <laughs> Just cut them out already. We went out for lunch and I ate an entire pizza, and I don't even know where I put it. <laughs> I'm in so much pain. <laughs> I'm literally sitting here dying. But I love John Wick so much that I'm fighting through the pain. She's actually on her knees with her elbows on the couch that we're sitting on. Because this is the only place we could record. If this, I don't even know what the sound quality is off. We're not actually behind a proper microphone at a desk the way we normally are. Uh, we're sitting on a couch with a laptop. And Jamie is on her knees. <laughs> Uh, elbows on the couch. I'm dying. She's dying. Slowly. Yeah. 
let's wrap this up then. <laughs> so, yeah, sorry, I'm actually in the middle of having like quite a few contractions. <laughs> so, sorry, <laughs> they're coming now. No, seriously, feel feel my stomach. Okay, that's that's. Are, are these things gonna pop out? The... No, it's just, it's just contractions. It's just we it's, should. It's uncomfortable and painful. <laughs> we should clarify for people. This isn't like in TV and movies. You can get contractions on and off for weeks before babies come. It's not the, the, the oh, the water just broke. Oh, no, it didn't actually. <laughs> I'm dedicated to finishing this, and so is Jamie. Push, push, <laughs> stop it. Push, stop. I can see the head's crowning. Yeah, one of them. Oh, yeah, one. Sorry, this is going to be a long... We'll get the second one out during part two. That's what we'll do. <laughs> okay. One at a time. So anyways, um, maybe because it was R-rated and it came out during October when all people went to the movies, to me it never felt like it was a cult fault. Jamie has actually <laughs> leaned over now. She has fallen over on the couch and she's trying to push herself up and she keeps falling back down again as she's pushing herself up. I can't get up. <laughs> I'm like a seal, like flapping its wings over here. I can't get up. The best part is you're going to forever be able to listen to this episode and hear yourself how winded you get by doing things like talking and breathing. You're like, why are you out of breath, Jamie? Because I was breathing. I was living. I I exist. Yeah, existing. I exist. Therefore, I am Eve. Uh you're looking at me like (laughs) you know you have a tendency to do things that i try to not bring up on the air do you just want to spoil what your 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 thing is now i'm really sorry i stood up too quickly and i farted oh gosh (laughs) and it's pregnancy farts so it smells do you want me to cut that from the episode do i have any edit points to make your no, it's okay. All Everybody right. knows that pregnancy fart smell. Okay. They really... Nobody's going to breed after this is over. You have killed procreation for every single listener of this show. What I love about that clip <laughs> is that, that, like, you know, you've got that forever. You will constantly have this... Like, you can go back in 20 years' time when the twins are, you know, listening to our show and they can hear what their mother was saying as, you know, yeah. she was about to push them out. So, um that yeah absolutely hilarious uh, i i realized i jumped in and took over two there so you can introduce the next one here well the next one here uh this is a clip from a clip because <laughs> the real joke of this probably ran for half of the episode of i think it was terminator 2 uh, judgment day was that yeah, what it was I, I couldn't remember one of the which, terminators one of the terminators it was yeah uh so <laughs> in I guess just trying to reference any random actress Ben could. Uh, he came up with the name of somebody who would become, as we now refer to her, the queen or the mother of the Oz network. Because a little joke, just by referencing a name, became so funny to us. And then just looking up the filmography got us so excited that Renee Russo has now become the mother of the Oz network. And this is how it started. Getting these people cast into these things. You know, people are wanting to join franchises now. It's like, oh, you know, look at this. Um, you know, Renee Russo. There's a name I just pulled out of nowhere. She's in a, an MC. <laughs> Why did you like Renee Russo? <laughs> what? Wow. Let's be honest. <laughs> She was the Jennifer Lawrence of 1993, wasn't she? <laughs> for, for that slight period between May and June for three days, she was the biggest star. Of the world. 
Rene Russo. <laughs> Thomas Crown Affair Oz coming soon. Um, <laughs> I couldn't tell you anything she's in outside of the Thomas Crown Affair and like Thor. <laughs> like, lethal Weapon. Oh, Lethal, okay. I, did, I forgot she was like, it's Rene Russo. No one talks about her anymore. <laughs> And they should. Yeah, come on. Bring back Rene Russo. Instead of us doing, you know, the whole it's coarse, it's rough, it's irritating, gets everywhere, boom, there it is yes. for the episode. I think every episode we need to bring in Rene Russo to the episode. Yes. Bring back Rene Russo. <laughs> That's our new thing. <laughs> I can see it now. The montage on our best of at the end of the year, all the Rene Russo references <laughs> on the Oz Network. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest, we're forgetting we, we ever said this like next episode, just like Renee Russo herself. I was like, oh yeah, she has a thing. <laughs> hey, who else remembers? Treat Williams. <laughs> <laughs> if Renee Russo is not in Terminator Dark Fate, I'm out. Like <laughs> 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 I'm I'm going on a strike from movies until Renee Russo is in everything. <laughs> Star Wars Episode 9, what's this? Rene Russo. Nah, I'm done. James Bond 25, no Rene Russo. Done. We just do a six degrees count on Rene Russo to Michael Bean. I have just a curiosity now. All right. I'm doing it. I'm on it. <laughs> Were you going somewhere with your Rene Russo? Uh, thing? No, no. <laughs> I completely forgot what you were talking I about. I mentioned Rene Russo. I was going no. And I will legitimately say that I like that was literally the first name that came to my head. That wasn't like a <laughs> pre-planned thing where it's like, hey, like, let's do this Rene Russo joke and Ben, you can bring it up. Like, legitimately swear on whatever you want me to swear on. Swear on this bloody show. I just, it popped into my head. That could have been like yeah. fucking Meg Ryan. It, it could have been, you know. Jenna Kirsten, Elfman. Jenna, Jenna Elfman. <laughs> <laughs> There's a name that hasn't been mentioned since 2002. Um, it could have been anyone, but Rene Rene Russo came to my head and we went on having Rene Russo month and everything else. So yeah, it turned out quite well. This one, you weren't a part of it. So there's two obviously here that um, each of us wasn't a part of the other one, but this one, like I kind of wanted to fight for because Noah talked about this in his thing at the beginning of this episode. I, I listened to this and I just, I cannot crack, help but crack up because this legitimately happened. This was in a, I think the lost season three finale. We were talking about, I think Charlie dying, spoiler alert, you know, one of the, the biggest moments in the history of loss. If it wasn't that, it was the, we've got to go back, Kate, moment. And all of a sudden in the background of Noah's house, I hear like meowing and I kind of ignore it. And then it got to a point where you could not ignore it. There was this like horde of cats basically taking over Noah and Korea. So listen to this. This is what happened when we're trying to explain something and cats <laughs> take over. So it's just like, I, I, I really think that these writers would have been sitting in that room together just high-fiving each other, mate, we're fucking good. Like, this is incredible. Uh, because, geez, like, I really wish that we were podcasting when this was live. <laughs> that cat really needs some... <laughs> we're trying to talk about the most epic moment in Lost history, cats. <laughs> How many are there? <laughs> They're multiplying. <laughs> Korea's been invaded by cats. <laughs> um, 
course, we get to this scene and the choir of cats. In, <laughs> in Oz Network tradition. Um, this oh. seems just epic, okay? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it's just... Luckily I heard one of my neighbours shouting at them, so I think we're... <laughs> we're, we're safe. <laughs> oh no, we're not. The Oz Network featuring the cast. <laughs> cats. <laughs> it's our special preview episode of the movie Cats coming out later this year. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to talk about how much of a game changer this is. Somebody get those cats a tin of whiskers. Like, just... <laughs> now, I don't know if you'd heard that clip before. I sent it to you, but I, <laughs> every time I hear that, I lose it. I just lose it. Yeah. That, that is just hilarious because that is no can, dubbing, no anything. That is how that happened. Can, can we just uh, quickly point out the fact that Noah has a knack for having bloopers that are funnier than anything they could ever say on the show. And we've got bloopers that have permanently made it into our injury. Noah once fell off a chair and just yep. the noise of it was so funny. It is a permanent fixture on 007. Noah spilled water all over himself. It's a permanent <laughs> fixture. Noah is the king of on-air bloopers. Remember he had the car horn, didn't he? Like he was talking all the time. Yeah. Beep, oh, beep. <laughs> and then when he was in his shed and there was a hurricane happening, he was really scared. <laughs> Uh, one one that I'll say that um I I wanted to like play and, and go there and it actually never made it to air I I just kept the recording I think I put it on the best of was when Darvell fell asleep in an episode yes um, now I edited <laughs> that out of the episode but I kept that clip like legitimately fell asleep I I put a co-host <laughs> to sleep so um that happened uh, speaking of putting to sleep our next one Colin it was about oh, fifty boy. odd hours of our lives I think you know a quarter yeah. of those things we did but what a time it was to record this series. Uh, also, just uh, quickly putting in here, when we do the TV shows, like you said, we're recording months ahead of time sometimes. With the movies, it is literally week by week. We record on a Saturday or Sunday and release it three or four days later. Uh, but with the Star Wars ones, it was such a big project, we had to record it months and months ahead of time. Now, you think that would give us the ability to make some edits. Um, not always, because this would probably be the best example ever of a technical issue making an episode. Uh, this is the birth of something we still quote to this day. I like the mullet from the attack of the clones, our longest episode ever. He and Lucad and Lando and whoever else. So you cut out a lot there, but I'm assuming you asked if I like the mullet. Yes, I did. Um, I, I am a big fan. of. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying right now. You sounded like Jar Jar on crack uh, mixed with C-3PO or something like that. But yeah, I. Like... <laughs> All I hear is that, 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 that. You need to adjust your knobs on your chest. Um, I really like the mullets. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. Um... 
Um, that, that, I heard. That, 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 no, that, that. I, <laughs> I can hear you now. Everyone can hear you now. Shut up, Ben. Oh, I spoke too soon. No. Um. Cut it out. <laughs> there you are. Hello. Hello, Colin. You like the mullet? Is I that like the mullet. I like the mullet. I'll say it for the 58th time. I like the mullet. <laughs> Adjust your knobs. Ah. <laughs> I like the mullet. All right. I like the mullet. I don't know if you can even hear me. Oh, we know this is making the best of. I like the mullet. <laughs> oh, I think I need to translate this into a few different languages. Oh, no, there he is. Hello. Um, Bonasteris de la Michael Mullet. Okay, um, can bon you hear me? I can, yes, I like the mullet. Do you get me? I like the mullet. <laughs> Oh, he's gone again! For God's sake! Why won't you just understand that I like the mullet? I want to let the world know and Colin know and everyone know that I like the mullet. (laughs) (laughs) You'd think we'd edit this out, but really it's fantastic. I like the mullet! (laughs) Hmm... All right. <laughs> oh, he's, he's laughing. I think he's alive. I can hear you. Can you hear me at all? I can hear you, and I like the mullet. <laughs> Don't say that. Why? Every because single I'm... time, every single time you cut in, all I hear you say, can no, because every single time you cut in, I'm hearing, can you hear me? I said I like the mullet, and then it would cut out again. So every time you said I like the mullet, our connection died. So um, the force is telling us, do not like the mullet, even though both of us do. Okay. Um, I like sand instead. It's not coarse and irritating. <laughs> <laughs> Yippee! I like mullets. They're soft and fluffy. <laughs> They get everywhere. I'm I'm haunted uh, by the mullet that you once had. <laughs> what, what I what I love about that, and you know, just encompass like I think there was about ten of the Star Wars moments that I put on a potential best yeah. of, and I think even like maybe fifteen Star Wars moments made our best of that year. And I mean, that just encompasses like I mean, obviously our ongoing joke about I don't like sand, kind of that that became a thing and. I mean, some of my other favorites. Lapita Nyong'o. Lapita Nyong'o. Um, <laughs> I love the ones where we were doing like the Star Wars, the Empire Office, Dental for Stormtroopers, yeah. uh, the Star Wars, the national anthems of Star Wars. Um, <laughs> and one of my real favorites, and I really wanted to fight for it, but at the same time, it's like I didn't really fit. Was you want to buy some death sticks? <laughs> like he goes home and rethinks. I want to go home and rethink his life. <laughs> Just, uh, and then also too, like there was um, the offensive G word from the. Uh, oh, the- yeah. Yeah, the Clone Wars. Even one. our old, the, yeah. the sexy horse, the sexy horse. <laughs> like so many Star Wars memories have, have come from it. But I like the mullet. Um, such yeah. a such a great yeah. moment. That that was. Uh, you can hear Ben side the conversation. Like it's not a joke what I describe on that episode. I was trying to ask him a question and he was cutting out. And every once in a while, I would hear him come back in. The only thing I would ever hear him say is, can you hear me? I like the mullet. And then it would cut out again for like a minute straight. And it, without fail, it got to the point where I think I was screaming, stop saying you like the mullet. 
<laughs> and now we have the best t-shirt ever a sexy picture yes. of you and mcgregor <laughs> with i like the mullet our final one this is our most recent uh one if i'm not mistaken uh from last year uh, we we sort of did a disaster month, like an end of the world month it was because so many movies had been cancelled and, you know, all our months basically got... COVID uh, just hit. COVID had just hit, so it was thrown into turmoil. So we thought, well, what better way to celebrate the end of the world with a pandemic than by doing a bunch of end of the world movies, which we'd been wanting to do for quite some time and we will do more because uh, personally, I think disaster movies are probably my favourite movie genre. So we did The Day After Tomorrow... We got a bit in love with Mr. Dennis Quaid. And anybody who remembers that uh, movie, of course, will remember the ineptness of Dennis Quaid's character, particularly with his son, Jake Gyllenhaal, and uh, everything else that happens. So this is a little clip we like to call, show us your work, Dennis. Well, here's here's another thing. Let's let's just start on Dennis Quaid. Who, Dennis again, Quaid. what a man, but what a terrible human being in this movie because he gives no predictions whatsoever. He's like, you know what? If we don't do something drastic, the world's going to end. When? I don't know. 100 years, 1,000 years. Great. So we got a 900-year margin there, and then it literally happens in days. Like, you are the world's worst scientist. If you showed your work, maybe if you showed your work, we would have narrowed that down to a couple weeks. That's the problem. There, there we go. You have just discovered the reason why millions upon millions of people die yeah. in this movie, right? If he, the global climate change conference black tie event in New Delhi, had have had a board where he explained his theories, people yeah. would have believed him. But instead, no, this is why he's <laughs> siding with puppy Jake Gyllenhaal, because this is what he does himself. He just, he skates through life and just takes the easy <laughs> route, all this kind of stuff. That's, that's where you fail, Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid, like... <laughs> I mean, in all of these disaster movies, you've got to have the one that you don't believe. But at least they've gen- like, let's be honest, Dustin Hoffman at least kind of had proof and evidence yeah. in some weird way to show what was happening. Here, he spent Dennis half. He spends half of Outbreak just trying to find the proof. Dennis Quaid's like, just take my word for it. He I just read takes a phone call. I know what I'm talking about. He literally, like, okay, all they do with this movie, again, I'm so sorry that we're ripping into this movie. I do love this movie. Like, he goes to a, he saves his ice cause, right? He he lectures people in New Delhi. He gets a phone call because a couple of buoys went haywire. He speaks to a NASA scientist who agrees with him. He yells at the vice president. And then by the time all this is connected, he gets another phone call where he's told to just simply pray. And then by then, he's like, fuck it. I better go rescue my son in New York. That's all he does in this movie, Dennis Dennis Quaid. I love you. But no wonder Russell Crowe slept with Meg Ryan. Because Russell (laughs) Crowe was Maximus, all right? He at least did shit to try and get himself out of bad situations. You just take phone calls and yell at vice presidents. He showed his work to Meg Ryan. That's why you lost the death <laughs> Russell Crowe shows his work. He does. He, he gives like big speeches. He's like, I'm father to a murdered son, father, husband to a murdered... Like he's proving why he's pissed off at yeah. in Phoenix. You would have just stood in that arena and gone, Dennis Quaid, what can we do? We're basically going from Dennis Quaid, what a man, to Dennis Quaid, what a dick. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Dennis Quaid, I love you, man. Oh, Jamie but... just yelled from outside the room, hey, don't you talk bad about Dennis Quaid. <laughs> well, I've got to talk bad about Dennis Quaid because let's be honest, you're a great person, Dennis Quaid. You're a sexy man. You're fantastic. But I'm sorry. You deserve to have Russell Crowe fuck your wife. <laughs> Show your work next time, Dennis. Show your work, all right? <laughs> Russell Crowe walked onto that set with Meg Ryan. 
like, sup, Meg, right? I'm, I'm, you know, uh, Russell Crowe. Meg Ryan went, yeah, you're in that really bad, bad 30-foot foot of grunt. Like, you're a bad singer. You know, are you Australian? I don't know. Russell Crowe smirked and smiled at Meg Ryan, pulled out a copy of Gladiator and just held it up and said, here's my work. Here it is. And Meg Ryan was like, ah, took her pants off. They had sex. Rest is history. But but let's not forget Dennis Quaid, Dennis Quaid. He <laughs> Dennis ended up Quaid. with Nate Russo in your Vine and Ours. So true. <laughs> he true. learned from well, things. That's that's a trick. Yeah, that's very true. But then having like, you know, again Russell Crowe, bad singer, you know. But <laughs> Dennis Quaid has Randy Quaid as a brother. So yeah. you know, like Meg, well, see, Meg Ryan probably. That's why he doesn't show his work anymore. Yeah, for- like. She's trying to pick up women, and it's like, oh, can you show me a little bit of your resume? Well, here's a picture of my family. They're like, ooh. <laughs> so make me come along. Show me a picture of your family. It's like, mm, I'd rather not. Just take my word for it. My brother is hot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Um, oh. God, have, have, has Dennis Quaid and Russell Crowe ever done a movie together? I'm going to think not. Let's go to the Oracle of Bacon. I'll find this out. <laughs> I need I need uh, to get this connection. Um, <laughs> uh, let me. I'll continue with the movie here for a second. Please do get us back on track. Dennis Quaid. That's all I Dennis can Quaid. say to that. So, I just watched uh, him in something else last night. He's still all, every time I see them, I just want to go. Dennis Quaid. Your what a man. dream. Your dream is what you watch it in. So uh, if if you enjoyed those and want to go back on some great other memories of the Oz Network, of course, as I said, we've got best Oz of every single year. Uh, go back and listen to it. Beginning from 2017 onwards, we have uh, one moving forward. Every single one there as well i'd like to ask you though colin uh outside of those moments do you have any particular uh favorite episodes that you've done or any other favorite memories that maybe we haven't mentioned or that you want to mention at all today yeah a couple um now first of all we should say for all the co-hosts who had those nice greetings who were left out uh, of our top 10 list here i mean the main reason isn't you're because funny. your clips are great well, <laughs> what it ultimately comes down to is that we had to, Ben and I had to agree on a list, which ultimately came down to us both having a list of episodes we were on together. It was hard for me to pick episodes Ben was on, hard for Ben to pick episodes I was on. Uh, there was one, though, that uh, came, um, I can't remember if it was our first year or not, but it was our first ever in-person episode for the Oz Network. And this was, like, very close. Like, I, I would have fought for this if we had had more, if we had done 15 clips, I would have fought for this to be on there. Uh, and it was an episode that included myself, Jamie, you, and I believe Mallory too, in my living room with Rossi and Jared on the line from other locations, we were covering the Amazing Race uh, Canada. Now, Amazing Race Canada uh, was this season in particular, one that became a favorite for me and Rossi and Jared covering because we had a, a contestant. We'd always had contestants in the past who might respond to an episode saying, hey, thanks for the shout out. Hey, I'm glad you enjoyed the show. We had a contestant named Martina, as you mentioned, made several appearances on the show. Uh, who started to respond to us and answering our questions like very enthusiastically. And we made it a segment on the show. Like we love Martina so much that we gave her a segment on the show without her <laughs> appearing. We just said, reply to our episode in tweets, answering these questions. Uh, now you had seen this episode having caught up on the season and Jared wasn't caught up yet. And you decided to, um, I guess, tweet out some spoilers that Martina and her brother went home, which angered Jared so much that he, and Jared, if you've ever listened to an episode, and especially if you've ever listened to him nice off air, this guy, 
nicest guy ever. Yeah. Jared got like enraged with you, yelling, you spoiled the season. <laughs> I muted you. <laughs> and to make it worse, just for that entire episode, just how fun it was to record in person with Rossi and Jared who are on the line, <laughs> we had like multiple devices recording. I think we had two laptops, one desktop, because we had to record all these sides. And the one that they were on, the battery died. It was Ben's laptop, I think. The battery died at the end in the middle of Rossi giving his final comments. Rocky. And I just remember checking. Yeah, Rocky, sorry. <laughs> I remember checking uh, afterwards Rossi and Jared's chat comments where they just sort of insulted you afterwards. But that, that's that got to be one of my favorite episodes. Some of the other ones that uh, were amazing, uh, like we mentioned the six-day that was the first episode we ever did. But I feel like we really found our footing on Twister, which was our second movie recap, which was the um, spur of the moment Bill Paxton died. And yeah. <laughs> uh, we wanted to pay tribute. And I think it was down to Apollo 13 or Twister. And we said, well, let's do Twister kind of like the sixth day. It'll be more fun than Schindler's List. And we interviewed the but museum people. Remember that? We did. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. And I think that was that was what I really loved about the Twister episode was that we mentioned like on the sixth day, just sort of kind of getting into the groove of this is going to be one of our things, standing up for the villains. And in that one, it was just these random characters, random lines, you know, better than what you sniff, like just pick <laughs> out these lines in Twister. And we had so much good material out of that, that we interviewed the museum, yeah. <laughs> the Twister Museum in the real Wakita and as well, Joey Slotnick. And, you know, nice memory for me on that one. Uh, that episode was recorded in two parts because I got hit with a violent stomach flu out That's of nowhere. Right. I immediately told you, uh, we're going to have to pause this. I'm feeling sick. And you collapsed, and, didn't you? Didn't you collapse? That was the last thing I remember. I, I Jamie was asking me about that yesterday because I'm going through, oh, yeah, Twister. And she's like, was that the one you passed out during? Like, we were <laughs> off the line. But I suddenly, the next thing I remember is I woke up with my face down on the floor, my lip bleeding. I had passed out on the way to the bathroom. And I was audibly responding to you like it was the end of our conversation. I was like, we'll pick a time to finish the recording later. <laughs> Wow. So that's what that's what happens behind the scenes. Like I'm such a dictator asshole that I push yeah. my host to pass out, basically. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh but like we we played the clips of Face Off in there. I mean, Face Off, I think from the moment we did that, I'm like, this might be the best episode we ever done. And if I always had to pick what was my favorite episode, it might be Face Off. And Eddie the Eagle's sort of the uh the unsung hero, because I always forget that we ever did that let alone how much good was in there. I mean, you said we had the two clips in there. We also had the one where we were picking apart the real skiers uh, album that he recorded in his yes, music video. That's right. <laughs> there was so much good stuff in the Eddie the Eagle episode. Disaster Month was fun. Um, and uh, also, the Bad Movie Month was just sort of something that just sort of came together. That was uh, during a uh, month or two where we had uh, anniversary month on hold because you were traveling. And uh, I had seen a little movie called Gods of Egypt that Jamie said, that was a good movie. And I said, it was not. <laughs> and I basically asked Rossi, to do a recap with me on gods of Egypt, just cause I wanted somebody to back up my point of view. And then he said, well, can we do other bad movies? And his suggestion was to do the room, which uh, <laughs> we did. And we ended up buying, even though we admit it is the worst film ever made. And we have gone three years in a row doing an anniversary episode on the room. So I mean, no way we could not shout out to the room with me and Rossi being as like one of the greatest episodes we ever covered. We, we will continue to do that, of course, this year as well. Um, and I, I actually, it's funny, Bad Movie Month is, is always one of my favorites because we always end up defending the movies. And we, we kind of did that Movies We Hate Month last year to kind of really go on ones that we're not going to defend. But, uh, I mean, memories of fucking Dirty Dancing and the Emoji Movie just getting so angry. Oh. I, think, I think the Emoji Movie, I remember just yelling at people for buying tickets to it and not donating money to Africa, <laughs> basically, um, you know, instead of wasting money 
on on the emoji movie um i, I remember like when I, our very first series we ever did on on spider-man uh really having yeah. fun with those and kind of the joke i'm sure my baby, like, my, baby, my, my, baby. baby my baby i'm sure my <laughs> comments on uh mj have not dated very well in our current climate <laughs> but uh i had fun um i i did and i the thing too i remember about that one and i have fond memories of, of where i recall the episode sometimes because i remember with yeah. that one I ended up recording some of the episodes, I believe, in Alaska, like because I was traveling. So, you know, kind of doing that and everything in between. And we're going to be doing sort of Spider-Man month two. I I like it when we're able to revisit the months that we do. So, for example, we've done obviously like DC month two and we'll do that one later this year with Spider-Man. Yeah, Face Off was was a hilarious one. Um, Titanic, I know you hate that movie, but that was just fun. And you talk about Jared getting angry. One of my favorite little (laughs) best of clips was I called the Canadian Hulk because I don't even think it was in Titanic. It was a a later episode. Episode, but you like lost it at me you full-on yelled at me you're like i spent five hours recording this movie like shut up <laughs> Titanic. and I, to this, I don't know how we ended up going five hours in titanic i think that's our second or third longest episode ever um which i think we did that in one hit it's... i don't think we split that one up either did we no and i mean part of the reason it being so long is because the movie itself is so long but that was also our first experiment with not doing a movie we either both loved or both hated this was the when we created anniversary month we initially that first year said we're going to pick a movie that we both love uh which was face off we're going to pick a movie that neither of us are into which is dirty dancing and we're going to each pick a movie that the other one either hasn't seen or doesn't like and i pick white man can't jump and you pick titanic so we had never even toyed with the idea of disagreeing on episodes prior to that, which is probably what led to it being five hours. I also fond memories of um, uh, Santa's sleigh and somehow turning that oh, into, yeah. a, into a thing over, over Christmas. That started from um, the Lost recaps you and Noah did. I remember, yeah. yeah, I remember one night, uh, it, it was either you or Noah messaged me. It's like, hey, we just recorded an episode on Lost and we discovered there's a movie with Emily DeRaven Bill Goldberg as a killer Santa, and it takes place in Manitoba. We have to cover this movie. And it had didn't have the Flynn Flon hockey team in it too, which is sort of a joke. Flynn Flon, the, yeah, yeah, from from off the podium. So so many great things. Um, I, and just personally too, the 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 third watch coverage again, like it was a selfish reason, but the fact that we did every single episode, we made it through, and just the the ability to be able to interview so many of the cast members. I mean, I don't often fanboy out over sort of our guests like uh, a lot of the time again selfish reasons you want to meet these people you want to talk to them of course but they've got great stories to tell and i fanboyed out so hard over so many of these interviews oh, to be yeah. able to speak to the creator of the show in ed alan Bonero was incredible and obviously to host a 20th anniversary episode of third watch which i mean i'm, I'm smiling right now just thinking about doing that was just a, an absolute honor to be able to do that and speak to the cast yeah. and relive those memories so that to me personally is probably my absolute highlight it's, it's no different to when i used to talk about survivor oz days as you know 13 year old ben massive fan of survivor getting the ability to talk to these guys it's no different to third watch and third watch is my favorite television show of all time if we ever got somebody from jurassic park on the show even if it was you know in gen worker seven who gets you know watching uh the guy get killed by the raptor at the beginning of the film i'm gonna fanboy out so uh it's it's one of the things we recently spoiler teaser whatever you want to call it spoke to an actor for 007 who was in star wars which is the first time we've ever interviewed yeah. someone from star wars so that was a pretty cool moment so yeah th- third watch one to me probably stands out as as my ultimate favorite that 20th anniversary one yeah um you mentioned the interviews there uh obviously you know interviewing survivors and stuff like that's sort of what old hat now you know <laughs> oh you got to talk to a survivor oh boy Great. Uh, but uh <laughs> for the amazing race i think that was uh one of the things that that at least i was proudest of doing this because um 
even though it's not what I end up doing for a living, I mean, growing up, my dream was I wanted to be in radio. And it's just sort of happened being able to slowly get involved in these podcasts uh, with Amazing Race when we were still doing Survivor Oz. It was just sort of a side project that uh, we came up with saying, let's try covering the Amazing Race. And initially, Noah did it with us. And uh, I just sort of took a gamble and decided to uh, message a few of the Amazing Race contestants for, I think it was Amazing Race Canada. And they basically said, oh, we can't talk to you, but talk to this person at CTV. And through that, I got this contact at CTV who landed a lot of great interviews for us of contestants while they were still on the show. And I think that was uh, being able to uh, have the opportunity for they say, so do you want to interview the entire top three or do you want to interview the winners? You know, just being able to have that opportunity for something that was a fluke. We're just going to ah, just cover this, see what happens. And so much just came down to the fact that especially for the Canadian version, we realized there's no other podcasts out there who are really covering this. These people are listening to us. Yeah. And through not even just Martina, uh, we've interviewed several of the Amazing Race Canada contestants. And it's always crazy. And they start, they said, hey, we just want to say we're actually big fans of the show. We're like, what? You listen to this? <laughs> <laughs> Which I remember, I remember going to um, Reality Rally. And when I met uh, Team Green, basically. I'd, I'd yeah, not, Justin Diana. Not watched it. And I didn't know who, I didn't know who they were. And they literally came up to me because I was wearing my Survivor Oz shirt. I'm like, hey, we love your show. Like, okay, hey, who, who the hell are you guys? Um, but, and I mean, even with that, like, you know, sort of our Survivor roots, you know, sort of through the Oz Network, I, I had the honor of going to the Game Changers finale and doing a lot mm-hmm. of coverage for that. And even what you're saying there about the exit interviews as well. Like, you know, I, I often forget that we've done exit interviews for this show because I, you know, I equate that to the Sam Wandel Sir exit interviews back on Survivor Oz. But as I mentioned in this episode, we had Heroes, Healers, Hustlers exit interviews for Australian Survivor for, for season four. Channel 10 was grateful enough to give us exit interviews for that and then even for winners at war we were very lucky to sort of be on their books that they contacted us and were like hey would you like to speak to the the final three which was a you know a great honor for a season like that so ultimately survivors not been our preference our, our priority i should say for quite some time but we're still been able to be very lucky with sort of the coverage mm-hmm. we've been able to provide with that with the interviews coming up, um, I will say, I mentioned before we played some of those snips, I will just tease that we've got uh, a bunch of other ones coming up uh, covering all aspects of different things. So for 24, uh, throughout our coverage of that, we've got plenty of them coming and still more to come. There's some that we haven't, we've got lined up, we just haven't recorded yet. So uh, Ross McCall, who was on Live Another Day, season nine, a lot of people might know him from other projects. He was in Band of Brothers. Uh, he was a, a villain on um, on White Collar. Uh, Google him. You'll know his face. That was a great chat with that one. Joaquin Delmeida, who was a third season villain uh, in 24. Great chat there as well. Jesse Borrego, also in season three. He was kind of like a triple agent, I guess, uh, through CTU. And Philip Reese, who, if the name sounds familiar, we've had mm. him on the show before. He was on Nip Tuck. So we spoke to him about Nip Tuck. We talked to him at the time and said, hey, we'll get you back on when we ever do 24 because he was on 24. We did that one as well. Kevin Duhaney, who, Colin, yeah. you talk up Kevin Duhaney because uh, this was a great little chat for a movie that we did this year and we were very grateful that he gave us his time to talk about the movie that we covered this year. Yeah, well, we did the Canada vs. Australia month and I picked the, one of the most obscure Canadian movies you could get, Treed Murray, and we realized there's no trivia out there. We, we really set out, we want to find somebody. We've actually had a couple of actors from the movie say, yeah, I'd like to come on. He was the first one who jumped at it. So uh, we get to pick his brain on a movie that everybody needs to check out and also talk to him about uh, a show that we've covered and going to continue to cover, uh, Total Drama Island. So uh, voice actor on the show. I don't know if we've really been able to talk to a lot of voice actors. 
Well, and he, he was also in Angela Anaconda, which got me a little bit excited. So uh, there you go. And another one too, another actress from uh, Always Greener, similar to Michaela Bannis, Brie Desborough, who a lot of people in Australia might also remember from uh, quite a prominent role in Home and Away for several years. She was in Home and Away before she went over to Always Greener and uh, great to catch up with Brie. But as I said, we've got plenty of others that we have lined up that uh, will be announced over time. So we're going to gradually release these now that we've had the thousandth uh, and bring them to you. And also, speaking of gradually releasing things, we've teased, we've mentioned it so many times, we are are starting to cover the full series of both 24 and Breaking Bad. Now, we will kick these off in May. We are waiting till May so that we can bank a few, and obviously the interviews will lead up into those. But Colin and I are doing 24. It's the first time you and I have done a full TV series together. It's a project that's going to take us a couple of years because obviously there's hundreds <laughs> upon hundreds of episodes and seasons of 24, but we're in it for the long haul. Breaking Bad's a lot of a short, a lot shorter project. There's only about 60 episodes of that, but Nick is back. Nick is uh, going to be hosting that one with me, and potentially we'll see if that leads into uh, doing Better Call Soul after we've done Breaking Bad. And I can proudly say Lost is returning. We haven't done a Lost recap since 2019. Uh, but uh, thanks Noah thanks Noah uh, but we've uh, banked a few we're banking a few more and uh, hopefully that will be a bit more of a consistent thing we're into season 5 uh, and we've obviously we recently had the Francois Char uh, interview with that one so we'll be having uh, at least one more Lost interview we've got lined up and maybe a couple more as well now before we wrap things up and close it off and thank everyone and do all the formalities we've teased for 999 episodes that one day we will get a Patreon like ah, oh, when we get a Patreon <laughs> when we get a Patreon we, we were like, okay, let's start one up on one of our other shows, see how it goes. So we started one up on 007, and as of this recording, we've had no subscribers. So <laughs> thanks, everyone. Big big fan base over there for 007. But hopefully this won't be the case that maybe we can get one for the Oz Network because we are officially launching, as of today, the Oz Network Patreon. It is a thing. It exists. We have got four different tiers beginning from as little as $3 a month, Colin. What a bargain. Uh, oh. And there's... Four different That's almost what you make by an hour. I know. Well, that's more than what I make an hour, I think. (laughs) I can't afford this. Um, But uh, four different tiers which cover a wide variety of different aspects. Uh, For a teaser aspect, we'll let you know that for the limited, for three bucks a month, you can get access to an exclusive Patreon-only feed where we will do separate episodes just for you. We will be talking to you, Chris. It will be purely the Chris Dixon hour. If you are only subscriber, it will be that. You'll get exclusive access to a Facebook group where you can chat movies, TV shows, bring back memories of Survivor Oz, bag me out, call Noah a racist. You can do whatever you want to do. And you will also get the exclusive opportunity to ask us questions on those Patreon-only episodes, meaning that you from this point on are not allowed to talk to us unless you pay. So uh, we will not (laughs) respond to any questions. Uh, That is a lie. We are nice people. But I will say on the second tier that uh, a bit of a bonus for that one, every tier that you get, you will get all the benefits from the below tier and then there'll be extra ones. But for our middle tier, which I believe is only $10 a month, you will get exclusive access to the entire Survivor Oz archive. There's nearly 1,000 episodes, as I said, about 940-odd episodes. I, to this day, at least once a week, will get an email or a message from someone asking if they can have an old Survivor Oz episode because they're not available anywhere online. I thought, like, fuck this, I should be making money off this because I'm poor. So I'm therefore (laughs) going to charge people for this moving forward because I'm an asshole. Uh, 
actually jokes aside, I thought this would be a great little incentive because it, there obviously is a bit of interest out there for people checking these out. So by the mid that, that tier right alone, you can get access to every single episode. If you want to hear any interview from any of our past, even if you just want to hear the random Oslet episode from the middle of Korong, if you want to hear Survivor Oz talks, uh, bringing sexy back, if you want to hear the amazing race of the, the world cup episode I did with Ethan and Abby Marie back in 2014, all of these episodes are, are available by signing up and you'll have exclusive access to those episodes by signing up to that. And then obviously a few more expensive ones there with extra added benefits, including sponsoring our show. Basically you can sign up to one of our tiers and every single episode, I'll have to come on here and go, this episode is brought to you by Chris Dixon. What a man. Be his friend on <laughs> Facebook. I mean, Chris, perfect incentive for you there to, to get some more friends on Facebook if that's what you're after. So go ahead and do it. Uh, I'm very excited for this Colin. And in all seriousness, yeah. If we don't get any people signing up, which realistically we're not, but it's a bit of fun out there that if people want to kind of get involved more in the show and, uh, yeah, access some old episodes, have some fun, it is now available. Yeah, and bonus episodes could be fun as well. I mean, it obviously means even more of our time uh, away from your wife and my wife and children. (laughs) Um, But uh, many more birthdays will be missed because of this, people, but we'll do it for the money. Uh, and it's, it, it creates a cool opportunity for people to be able to pick stuff, stuff that maybe we would never cover. You want us to watch something that you don't think we would ever watch? Then, you know, pay us and we'll watch it. Yeah, except for uh, the Twilight series, which I still think we are waiting for the, <laughs> the millionth uh, episode too. And just similar, if you listen to us on 007, there is that incentive that in one of the tiers, you will get a signed photo from one of your co-hosts <laughs> of whatever you want. So, like, if you say, like, I want a signed photo of Jennifer Lawrence, I, Ben Waterworth, will sign a picture of Jennifer Lawrence. So you can put it up on your wall and people think you've got a signed picture of Jennifer Lawrence, but it's actually just some random Australian podcast host that you happen to listen to every now and then. So just word of advice. Um, you Patreon- want a picture of drunk Noah signed by Nick Chester? We'll make it happen. Hey, I've got pictures of fat Noah before he lost weight. You want a picture of fat Noah? Fat Ben. I will sign a picture. I will sign a picture of Colin. I will Photoshop Colin's head onto somebody pegging someone. <laughs> And then I will sign it. I will sign it. There you go. There's a clip to go back and listen to. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Oz Network. We will put that up on our social media channels. And moving forward, you will hear a fun little ad at the beginning and end of every single one of our episodes to help drum up support for that. Um, I want to take this opportunity right now to thank everyone, though, for for listening, for being a part of the Oz Network. Obviously, I can't name every single one of those 204 guests or every single one of those four listeners. I probably could. Chris Dixon, Lad Undercover, me, and I think Mallory accidentally <laughs> listened to an episode once. There you go. Thanks to all four of the listeners who have tuned in over our 1,000 episodes. But uh, in all honesty, uh, to our hosts, to everyone who's been involved in this show, I will name every single one of you. Dan, it was a lot of fun having you on the Ferris Bueller's Day Off episode. That was a promise that I wanted to keep, and we did it. It was a lot of fun. Matt, obviously, having involved in some of our Australian Survivor episodes. Backdoor Pilots, now involved on Australian Survivor Archives. Another great show. Download it. A lot of fun to do that. Perez, I was only on a handful of episodes with you, but Survivor New Zealand was a lot of fun we appreciate your support on that billy what can i say hashtag bring back billy you're a legend and please come back on survivor jeff probes i know you're a listener getting back on the show mallory yeah you're okay brandy uh obviously a lot of help in those early days of third watch to get that off the ground really do appreciate that and uh, everything that you put into that jamie when you eventually do become single, I will no doubt be single by then as well. Uh, let's oh, keep brutal. the affair rolling and uh, I will be available ready to go. Just give Colin the kids and we can have more fun without them. Uh, Jared, I'm sorry for spoiling that Martina and Phil went home. Get over it, mate. It was an accident. 
Uh, <laughs> keep sending me the great Eurovision clips and uh, love having you involved in any show. You're a lot of fun. Uh, Eurovision on Off the Podium here on uh, the Oz Network. Noah, just like fucking read a history book, mate. Okay, racism <laughs> is dead. Okay, just because somebody has different skin colour doesn't make them any different to you. I'm sick of it. I will not stand for this crap anymore. It's a thousand episodes in. Fucking calm down, mate, and get with the modern world and everyone is the same. Just stop it. Just stop it and get a fucking date. Like fucking hell. <laughs> like seriously, I've had like 20 different wives and you know fiancés what? in the history of this show. Colin's got this- 58 kids. Fucking get a girlfriend. This joke has been going long enough that it shouldn't be a joke anymore. It should just be sad. It should be. It should be. Or a boyfriend. Just get someone. Like, I don't care. <laughs> get a dog. Get a dog. Get we'll a settle, dog. We'll settle for a goldfish. Just send us a picture of you and your goldfish. Anything. Jesus. Just so we know that you have company out there in Korea, that you're not alone. Getting drunk every single night, mate. I'm worried for your health. Um, <laughs> Darville, I'm sorry that I put you to sleep, but uh, <laughs> you were you were great to come on board and contribute. I'm sorry that we have got you involved in 24 uh we sort of moved on pretty quickly to that but i thought you deserve a rest you you did 120 odd episodes you don't need to do another 300 episodes with me nick basically the father of this show almost uh, a lot of fun doing nip tuck and i'm having fun doing breaking bad and we need to get you on more we need to do some new zealand movies or something like that because i weirdly miss your accent having lived there for so long it's <laughs> so strong uh rocky Oh, Rocky, forever your name has changed <laughs> thanks to Michelle. Um, I remember that Queen Mish Feats f- fiasco that happened and then somehow that turned into a survivor winner, a, a person that Rocky, you know, respects so much, calling him by the wrong name. It's the joke that keeps on giving. <laughs> so good. Uh, to Colin, sure. And to me, uh, no, Colin, seriously, in all seriousness, thank you so much for everything, your help, your commitment. You know, you've got kids, you've got a wife, I think, um, and just a job. <laughs> I, I don't know what that's like. You know how to read. <laughs> I mean, I look up to you pretty well, but uh, really do appreciate everything and uh, your help and uh, all the hours and countless days that you do devote to this. And I'm sorry, Jamie, that you do that. Um, and to the other guy, Ben Waterworth, you're fucking awesome. Keep being cool. I won't uh, name every single name out there. Uh, I will name a couple that Ben has left out. Uh, Rene Russo, Toby McGuire, Joey Slotnick, Brendan Fraser, BD Wong, Amanda Peet, even. You know what? We, you gave us such great material as terrible as you are. Uh, Tom Cruise. Aiden Christensen, Sam Neill, Jeff Goldblum, Laura Dern, uh, Ewan McGurman. Shut up, Ben. Uh, (laughs) You went too far. Uh, But uh, I mean, just, quick shout out to some of the people I've actually been able to work with on this. Uh, obviously, you know, Ben, Noah, and Nick, as we ran through at the beginning of the show, this was sort of a collaborative effort uh, and uh, somehow worked out with very few kinks along the way, uh, which is surprising. And uh, I enjoy being on episodes. I've only had a chance to do a handful of episodes with Nick, but I mean, it's always a blast to do episodes with Nick too. Uh, and uh, Noah, you know, whenever you decide to show up, you always provide for some good bloopers and entertainment. Uh, <laughs> Obviously, Jamie and Mallory are gold. Like, let's just say right now, they're on here because they're with us, but they are so funny on the show. Like, I remember uh, the first time that we did, or I did an episode with Jamie, and I think you kind of messaged me and said, you know, you should get Jamie to do more episodes. She's actually really good. And then I think that she heard uh, one funny thing on an episode that she did when I was playing it. And she's like, hey, I'm pretty funny. I should keep doing these. (laughs) He did, obviously, way more than she even remembers. So uh, always provides for good content. Uh, And then... um, 
Jared and Rossi, I mean, y- you basically give me every single pride, pride subject, uh, pride subject and side project that we do. Uh, really, ultimately, it came down to the fact that I needed somebody on this side of the world <laughs> who was in my time zone. And I wouldn't have to wake up at three in the morning to record with. And Rossi, as always, Rossi is always, every time I've needed uh, Rossi to do anything, help with anything, he always comes through. And same thing with Jared. Anytime we have something to record, I'm like, Jared, are you in? He's like, yeah, fine, I'm in. Including episodes that I thought he was a fan of. And he ends up on the episodes like, so I've never seen this before, but you guys wanted me to be on it. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> always there and none of us get paid until now so you know what all the listeners out there we're so thankful for you uh, you mentioned some of the names there i'm not going to run through all the names but even aside from chris dixon and lad undercover every once in a while you just get a random person friending you or, or sending you a, a direct message and like hey i love the show or whatever it's always crazy every time that happens i always say to jamie's like we got like a fan out there <laughs> this is weird because you don't realize that people do listen to this sometimes so i mean it's you great get messages every- and friend requests what's that like <laughs> Nothing like me. Jeez. You got to be the nice one on the show. Nicer. You got to be the nicer one on the show. You got to be naive like me and not realize these people are mocking us and they don't actually listen. But yeah. thank you to everybody. And you know what? Give us your money. I mean, in all honesty, it's not, <laughs> Give us your it's money not for the up. money. <laughs> I mean, over four years, we've not only put so many hours into this, but I mean, the show does cost a good amount of money to to actually run i mean we we pay especially right now we pay just to host the episodes online quite a bit and uh you know these bonus episodes we're going to be giving you i mean that's just a thank you for people who are willing to support the show that have listened to us from the beginning i just want to point out a little fact here for colin you know a lot of people donate to to charity and kind of you know support um human rights around the world and big fighting of that is obviously you know let's stop child labor in some of these countries you know they're, they're getting like 50 cents an hour they're working long hard days sweatshop and all that sort of stuff I just want to say that children working in sweatshops in third world countries get paid more than we do for this show. <laughs> they do. <laughs> I have I have done 1,085 hours worth of work for nothing. Now, if that was little Johnny in sweatshop <laughs> factory, you'd be crying foul, calling World Vision, like, let's send the fucking UN there. What about little Ben, podcast host, sitting on his ass for 1,000? Yeah. I have not heard a cent, people. <laughs> I'm poor, right? I'm getting paid less than child sweatshop workers. Support me. Support me. You know why Noah's not on here anymore? Because he gets paid more working in South Korea than he would get paid to be on this show. You want Noah back? Give us your money. Exactly. Exactly. I didn't want to play that card. It's been a thousand episodes, but I've had it. Thousand episodes of my life. Fucking had it. Fucking give me some money. Um, in all seriousness, it would be nice, but if you don't, keep listening. Um, thank you to everyone for tuning into this. We will be back with some more great episodes. Our Godzilla King of Monsters episode is our uh, next big one in only a couple of days, so stay tuned for that. Once again, thanks for tuning in to this episode and to all our other episodes, and we hope to join you for another thousand more. If Colin doesn't, I'll do it because clearly I have no life. My name is Ben, and perhaps I might change that moving forward. And my name is Colin, and I need to start tending to my wife and kids. Like, really start tending to my wife and kids. Like, this is sad. My wife and kids are neglected. And if you don't, I will. Just your wife, not the kids. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the 1000th episode Spectacular on the Oz Network. And thanks once again for all your support 
over the previous 999 episodes. We hope you will be around for the next 1,000. Don't forget to jump on social media to stay up to date with everything Oz Network related on either Twitter, Facebook or Instagram and also to subscribe to the podcast where all good podcasts are available. And now, of course, you can also sign up to us on Patreon for exclusive content that you won't find anywhere else. Simply head to patreon.com forward slash Oz Network for more details. Oh, 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 o